Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hi, this is Jonathan Doe, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Sick on cinema. I'm one half of your. When it's dark and it's cold, the freezing moon might obsess you. I think we fucked that up. It's okay. <laughs> and no, it's not. The middle heads are gonna get us. Oh no. And that we are very much part of this community. Podcasters, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have that. That's a long one. And we're back. Yeah. At a new time slot. Yeah. Saturdays. Saturdays. Uh, so we can prep easier because uh, work's a bitch. Yeah, work's a bitch. It just makes life a lot easier. <laughs> like right now for us, it's almost twelve going on. Yeah, and I just got back from work, so yeah. So <laughs> um, that that was the decision making process there to uh, change the day from Friday to Saturday. Yeah, just so that we can record on Friday, put it out on Saturday. Like literally, we, like at the time it was like, oh, God, we got to get this out by Friday, mm. and I was like. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta get Lords of Chaos in. Yeah. So the way I did that was at like five o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Fuck it, let's just watch it." <laughs> so then you're like, "This is boring." I'm kidding. Oh, we'll get into that. Uh oh, hot take. <laughs> we'll get into that when we get into the movie. So uh, we better go ahead and jump into these uh, listener questions because there's a lot of them. Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, yeah. I think we should. <laughs> I was gonna say we probably should address what we're doing, but I think we people already know and they're pretty pumped for it. Yeah, black metal. Yeah, black metal. We're doing until the light takes us. Uh, Lords of Chaos and black metal veins, which is the uh, the outlier here. Yeah, it is the standout one because it's completely different. One of these is not like the, the other. other. One of these just doesn't belong. I think it sort of belongs. It does belong, but <laughs> that's the song. Drugs are bad, okay? Good. All right. Uh, so questions, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail dot com, or you can wait to the week of the show, and we'll post a lovely little picture made by Myatt yes. that says uh, we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. I may potentially make a new picture. Oh, cool! Because, uh, uh, you know, I just feel like it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> because I feel like the style of our posters is different now. A little bit, yeah. So, 
It's not as much like glitchy and stuff like that. It's more uh, poster like. Poster, yeah. yeah. Like like actual theatrical one sheet styles. Uh, I, I wouldn't say theatrical, but more like uh, a poster for like the punk show in your area. That's true too. Like the the punk show in your area, or like I don't know, just posters in general is what I'm inspired by. Yeah, physical posters. Yeah, physical posters. So let's get this bad boy kicking. Kicking. First up, we have Adrian, I believe from Wales, right? I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Adrian says, "Hi guys, what true crime do you think would make the be- the best disturbing movie, and who would you have to direct it? Mm. My choice would be Jimmy Salva." I don't, I don't know how well you know he was across the pond, but he was a Radio 1 DJ, a fundraiser who raised millions for charity, a pioneer in music history, a household name, and one of the worst pedophiles in British history. Yep. He molested hundreds and hundreds of children over the years, including kids in hospital beds and oh. mortuaries. Oh, my God. But that wasn't the worst thing. The worst thing was the BBC and other British institutions, including the NHS, not only turned a blind eye for 60 years, they covered up his crimes and even gave him access to vulnerable children because of his status. He also got a knighthood, and none of us knew what he did until he died. My choice of director would be Ken Locke. I know he's. I know his movies are not disturbing or horrific, but his films are gritty, realistic, and he's not afraid to tell the truth and upset the establishment. I.e., Daniel Blake caused an uproar here. I think he could easily make a disturbing movie with this case. Adrian. Yeah, definitely. Jimmy Salva would be a uh, interesting. J- Jimmy Salva was a piece of shit. I <laughs> see. I didn't know about the mortuary stuff. What the fuck? That's fucked up. Yeah, it's real fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Uh. uh I've had some time to think about this. Uh, I can't remember the director's name, but uh, the Catherine Knight story from mm-hmm. Australia would be fascinating by yeah. the guys who did Snowtown. Ooh, that would be really cool, actually, yeah. Because uh, that story's fucked, man. Yeah. I, st- I stand by my um, uh, The Children of God Oof. told it as a revenge story through Ricky's eyes. Yeah. And, um, oh, what the fuck's his name? Jeremy something. The guy uh, who did uh, Blue Ruin and Murder Party and Green Room. Oh, shit. Uh, Jimmy. Jeremy. Jeremy. I think it's Jeremy. Jeremy Spoken. Class today. Jeremy Solner. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what we call Killing Time. Killing Time with the Sick on Cinema Boys. Yeah. Um, that, I think that would be a really cool ideal. I don't have a direct like I do have two other stories that I would like to see someone do it into a movie, but I don't know how they would do it. Yes. Uh, well, one of them I wouldn't know how they would do it. And that's Albert Fish. <laughs> Damn. How are you gonna make a movie about Albert Fish? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's got the balls to do it? The people from a Serbian film. Um, <laughs> Fred Vogel. That'd be kind of cool. Actually. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, but the other story is a story I heard about recently. Uh, Kermit Gosnell was a he was a uh, and he was an abortion like doctor thing. I don't know what you call that. I don't know. The, I don't know the medical name. Abortion doctor. Yeah, and abortionist. Abortion. <laughs> That's a good name for a band. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're the abortionist. <laughs> but, but yet, like, he would do like very, very illegal abortions. Like we're talking like up to almost birth, where like he would like. Pour, pull, like, a full-grown baby out, essentially, and, like, cut the back of its neck with scissors. Jesus Christ. And, like, he would just dispose of the bodies in jars around his facility and, like, leave also, like, 
bodies in like the basement in trash bags that would just rot. Mm. Uh, there was someone who was getting an abortion at his facility and because it was so dank and nasty, uh, the medical equipment like fucked up, <laughs> fucked her up bad. Oh shit. And she like went into full cardiac arrest or something like that. I don't remember exactly the detail, but, uh, fucked up. That's rough. Um, I'm pretty sure he's got life behind bars. I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, what about also, uh, the shoemaker? <laughs> have him, but have it directed by uh, Jimmy Screamer Claus. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a psychedelic trip and a half. <laughs> Jimmy, if you're listening, yeah, right. You got to do this. Is it the Shoemaker? Yeah, the Shoemaker. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Callinger. Joseph Callinger. Son of Sam, directed by Jim Van Bever. Oh my god. <laughs> god, all this shit with Son of Sam right now. People trying to claim there's two multiple shooters. Sons of Sam's. No. There's only one son of Sam. <laughs> the 44 caliber shooter. I like how I like pluralize both words. Yeah. Instead of saying the sons of Sam. <laughs> Called it the sons of Sams. <laughs> the, son, the sons of multiple Sams. <laughs> There's multiple Sams. Also, no, I, I got it. The Lobster Boy Murders, but done by Harmony Corrine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be incredible. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Thank you, Adrian, for the question as always. Uh, next up, we have Artie from Night of the Bloody Tapes. Awesome. The fanzine. Artie says, Hey, John and Matt, I saw Halloween Kills, and I enjoyed it very much. I do not understand the reasoning of people just dismiss dismissing it as almost utter trash. I think it, uh, people, especially horror fans, nitpick these movies to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have not seen Halloween Kills, so I can't. <laughs> we haven't seen 2018 Halloween. Yeah, we haven't yet. seen either one of them. <laughs> We're terrible, yeah. Anyways, I have almost gone through all your episodes. Because of you guys, I will eventually purchase Trash Humpers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I went for John. Also, I gotta tell you that I, li- I have listened to a few other horror rev- movie review podcasts, and while I like a few others, you guys are one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. While you guys openly admit how unprofessional you are, <laughs> there is an honesty with you guys. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. A lot of podcasts I've heard either try to be funny or have a... Uh, conceit about them, almost like the movies are all after are an afterthought, and people want to hear what they ha- are all about. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You guys are really funny sometimes, like when you said Columbine was released in 1999. <laughs> is that who said that? I think it was me. <laughs> that Columbine was funny. Was Oh, it was released all right. It was. I like hearing about your job at the dollar store and how you live in a meth country. We do. Oh, we sure do. I I was having real PTSD flashbacks on the people in black metal veins. (sighs) Them wispy goatees. Oh, my God. I was like, damn, I've seen a lot of those wispy goatees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, dude. I'd like to hear more stories about that stuff. Oh, trust us, you will. Oh, boy. Also, I am a huge wrestling fan. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like when you guys talk about it. I am curious as to what you think of what has happened to Ring of Honor. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, Ring of Honor is one of the staples of the independent wrestling scene in America. Yep. And it is pretty much folded. Yeah. I mean, they uh, say they're on hiatus, but they're selling their entire video library. And released all their talent. And released all their talent. So how you come back from that, I just don't know. Well, here's the thing. People, like, people are like, oh, they're on hiatus, they're on hiatus. WCW also said they're on a hiatus, and they died. They died, yep. So, um... It sucks, man. It's tragedy. 
It is tra- it is tragic. Um, the the only thing is the independents are gonna be wild for a while. Oh, here. they're gonna be insane. Probably a little overcrowded. Overcrowded for sure. A lot of people are gonna lose spots, unfortunately. But um, it, it's 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 truly upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially as big Ring of Honor fans, I think I described it as like it's the friend you used to hang out with all the time in yep. your youth, and like you were best friends, and then you never stopped liking each other. Yeah, you were always friendly. But you grew apart. Yeah, you're separate from each other. And then one day that person dies. And you're like, damn, we were really close back in the day. That's Ring of Honor. And then it gives you this haunting feeling <laughs> yeah. for the rest of your days. Like, man, I should have hung out with that person more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I remember so many times I was like, man, I should get Honor Club. I should get Honor Club. And, yeah. I, pulled, and I didn't do it. And, and now, it was always free on Fight yeah. to watch the weekly show. But instead we were just like, eh. 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 They ain't got much talent I care about anymore. Now they're gone. Now I'm upset. Yeah, now I'm upset. Uh, um, that sucks. How awful WWE seems to be these days with the Fucking trash. talent. <laughs> it's just how uneven SmackDown and Raw are. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not in day between Raw and SmackDown. It really is. SmackDown is the superior show. But it really is only because of Roman, oh. Yeah, that's the, re- that, that's the reason why. Because the show is worth the shit because they actually have something people care about and are invested in. Yeah. Whereas Raw... It's just like, oh, here's Nikki Ash, Ash. A, who is a almost superhero, yeah. which is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. How are you almost a superhero when there's been multiple people who've been like, I'm a superhero in wrestling. You have the hurricane and all this shit, but you're almost a superhero. That's yeah, just right. sad. <laughs> what you think of Sorry. AEW and even Impact? Oh, I AEW's doing some cool shit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Impact's also doing some really cool shit. I just, <laughs> I don't keep up. <laughs> I'm shitty. Yeah, we don't have cable, so keeping up with like AEW and Impact and stuff like that. Yeah, we had Hulu, but we dropped it, it because was expensive. yeah, it was getting way too high price wise. So. so it's like you know it's hard to keep up with the yeah. the, the mainstream wrestling stuff. I do yeah. follow it, but I don't get to watch it as much as I would like to. Me, me and John like to watch a lot of the uh, independent stuff on IWTV. Yeah. Which, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, you need to go get IWTV. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, n- not sponsored at all. No. But. Don't attack his Instagram. No, please, God. <laughs> you fucks. Um, but, yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, go, go get IWTV. It's great. Uh, also, Jim Cornette. Your thoughts on Jim Cornette? Fuck him. Jim Cucknett, baby. Fuck Jim Cornette. Uh, <laughs> He's great on Dark Side of the Ring, though. He's great on Dark Side of the Ring, and you hear him talk about anything but modern wrestling. He's great. He's great. He's and a wealth he of knowledge. He hates Dairy Queen. Oh, my God. He sure does. That video. <laughs> what do you mean with they were fucking joking? <laughs> it's like I'm fucking joking. And he gets out of the car. <laughs> It's incredible. It's Lance Storm and Chris Jericho in the back filming him. I just don't know how this that video got out. I don't know who uploaded it. Had to be one of them. Had to be. Him. There's no way it wasn't, right? They're the ones filming it. Oh, my God. it had to be Jericho, right? Had to be Jericho. <laughs> Fucking bastard. <laughs> Thanks again for the killer content. As far as movies, I would like to hear you guys talk about in the future. If you could review something by Yorgos Lanthimos or Panos Cosmatos, that would be cool. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that John did not butcher those names. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I just <laughs> fucking gave him a burning hammer. <laughs> Kobashi style. <laughs> Which is my phone background. <laughs> Kobashi's, Kobashi is king. Kobashi is king. Uh, but, um... We're definitely doing them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're on, they're on the schedule. <laughs> the, well, 
they're definitely lined up, but yeah. we don't have them like currently scheduled for for like a uh, future episode just yet. But they are yeah. on our list of things that uh, movies to get to. We're going to cover yeah. at some point. Cat, yeah, my cat. Cat. So thank you again, Artie, and go check out Night of the Bloody Zine or Night of the Bloody Tapes Zine. Yes. Uh, it actually. Uh, before we continue, I just want to say you ha- your zine has inspired myself. Mm-hmm. To start working on one, so if anyone's interested in that, let me know. Yeah. 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 Next up, we have Rural Death. Yes. If you were on death row and got to watch a <coughs> final film as opposed to a final meal, what would it be? Oh, God. Thank you, Rural Death, for the question, by the way. Um, man, that's tough. See, I think I got mine. I think it's 78 Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And I think just because it's, even though it's, like, Texas Chainsaw's, I've always, like, regarded as my favorite film of all time. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead just has everything. Oh, yeah. You know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's funny at times. It's dark at times. It's yeah. dramatic at times. It's romantic it's at re- times. It's relevant. Uh, it's very relevant, you relevant. know. I said relevant. Relevant. <laughs> and it's long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's why you didn't, you just made that's why you chose that on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just think it's it's to me like Donald Dead's like a comfort movie. Like I can put it on any time and like enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, man, that is tough. It's really tough. Um, what about Ernest Scared Stupid? I, I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> but honestly, like for me, it's probably either something like Old Boy, or this is fucking off the wall, like different, but like Rocky Horror. That'd be cool too. I love those yeah. two movies so much. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be something like Dawn of the Dead or Ernest Scared Stupid or yeah, you know, a comfort film. Yeah, some Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, Street Trash. It is it is odd for me to try to describe Old Boy as a comfort movie, but I can watch that movie any day. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Speaking of comfort movies, although this isn't a comfort movie at all, this no. just came out of nowhere. Did you see what got announced today? No, what? I thought I sent it to you. Maybe I didn't. Uh. On Blu-ray, Thriller, A Cruel Picture. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Um, I already got it pre-ordered. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> the DVD is mine. Yeah, um, I was just like, no, fuck, there ain't no way I ain't pre-ordering that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't wait to see the transfer of it. Especially since, like, not just a few months ago, they were like, I don't think this will ever happen because the producer just doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. Now it's happening. So, it's crazy hey, stuff. that's a step forward. Maybe we'll get Lamora next. I hope so. That'd be amazing. Well, they said they, the print is currently... Missing. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. But they also said the same thing about, like, they said that the Brazilian uh, film board or something like that, like when they try to transfer the uh, Coffin Joe yeah. prints or, or negatives or whatever, they crumbled. Mm. However, Arrow just announced that they're doing a Coffin Joe Blu-ray set. Really? Yeah, so maybe, you know, you never know when elements are going to be found, you know? Yeah. It just happens. <laughs> <sighs> they they they, crum- they crumbled. They crumbled. Whoa, just not taken care of. You see, you don't really think about that though. Yeah, like I didn't realize how hard it is to keep film like yeah right um, preserved. Like, it's I, tough. Like I thought you just had it in the canister, make sure it didn't get exposed. No, you, yeah, you have to keep it cool. You have to keep it out of like, but you can't have it be too cold. Nope, it can't be hot or anything like that. And it's like, oh my god, I can't imagine. Next up, Spooky Celluloid. Our boy! It's your boy! If you had to be murdered by any serial killer, which one would it be? <coughs> also, what was your favorite film as a child? Those are two completely different questions, Spooky. <laughs> um, really, yeah. a real tonal shift there, Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
If I was going to be killed by a serial killer, it would probably be like Eileen Warner because it's just a shot to the head. Mm. I think I would be killed by the guy who uh, let his victims listen to records first. Dennis Nilsson? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be choking you to death. Yeah, but at least I get to listen to like, some like Rush or something like that. Like, again, okay. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, for example, if someone said Jeffrey Dahmer, like one of us said Jeffrey Dahmer or, or like Dennis Nilsson, it'd be like, oh, well, he's going to keep your body and do shit too. It's like, I'm dead. Mm. Ain't nothing I can do about that. I don't care what he does with my body when I'm gone. I just want to listen to Yes before I go out. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> so you're not going to be listening to Yes, you're going to be listening to like, uh, oh, Superman or... Uh, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> it's like it could uh, be worse. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be way worse. I may have to listen to WAP before I die. That'd be, <laughs> that would be awful. God. Well, not thinking about. It, I'm going to have to listen to Fog Hat. Fucking Mississippi. That's not. That's not Fog Hat. That's Mountain. I don't know what Fog Hat sings. What's Fog Hat sing? Slow ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fucking hate slow ride. Uh, <laughs> Also, what was your favorite film as a child? We brought up one of mine was Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, I watched I love the that movie. shit out of Ernest Scared Stupid as a kid. <laughs> Ironically, all the movies I watched as a kid probably were stuff that I probably shouldn't have been watching as a kid. <laughs> like as a kid, I was like, "Man, I love Evil Dead and like Friday, for Friday, Friday." <laughs> I still love Friday. <laughs> it's great. Um, but like, also, I loved Alien vs Predator as yeah. a kid, even though I don't really like it now. I liked Predator. Yeah, Predator was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, Robocop. I'll probably go with like Evil Dead though. Yeah. Are yeah. Scared Stupid was up there. Like the Power Rangers movie was up there. Yeah. Uh, the Page Master with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> eh? Yeah. His brother's in a movie we were talking about earlier. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> later. later. Yeah. Later. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of more movies I watched as a kid though. Gremlins, Beetlejuice, I love that stuff. Yeah, don't you lie? It was Elmo and Grouchland. Oh, I, shit. That, look, <laughs> you watched that movie every day. Yeah, as a when kid. You, when you were a child. Uh, I barely remember the movie, honestly, though. You got a daddy issue, here's a daddy tissue. I remember that. <laughs> got a daddy issue, here's a daddy tissue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is funny. Uh, also, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> dude, that movie slaps. <laughs> dude, I bought that Blu ray. It's good, dude. <laughs> I'm a goofy goober, yeah. <laughs> You're a goofy goober, yeah. <laughs> goober, 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 yeah. yeah. See, 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 this is the kind of content we bring to you. SpongeBob. Do, yeah, like, this is a, a movie, this is a podcast about movies that are fucked up. And somehow we managed to bring up SpongeBob. Man, SpongeBob's amazing. I love SpongeBob. You don't think so? You're wrong. You're wrong. Spon- SpongeBob is my childhood. Yeah, I lo- I still watch that shit. I'm 32 years old and I still watch SpongeBob. <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> like there's jokes for the adults. There's jokes for the kids. It all works. Uh, next up, Joshua Fat Attack. How would y'all rank the films from Fred Vogel slash Toe Tag Pictures? Oh shit. Um. Oh god. Uh. I think I got mine. If you want me, to go ahead. Go ahead. So I think my favorite movie by uh, Toe Tag is probably Redson Tower. Yeah. Then I'd probably go August Underground, mm. August Underground Penance. I, th- I think you like Penance more, though. Hmm? I think you like Penance better than the first one. I do, but the first one's more revolutionary. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So Redson, August Underground, Penance, Murder Collection? Murder Collection. Then Mortem. Yeah. Then Celitarsica, then Maskhead. Uh, what final interview? 
Was it, or you just? I mean, that, that's Fred Vogel, but I just did toe tag. Okay. If we're doing all Fred Vogel, then final interview probably come behind. Probably penance. Yeah, it was really fucking good. That's yeah, great. <laughs> um, for me, like I still think my favorite of his movies is probably Mortem because it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, like the, you won't see another movie like Mortem. So probably Mortem than the first August Underground, then. Probably Red Sin, uh, Penance, uh, Cella Tersica, Murder Collection, The Mascad. Yeah. Tersica went down a little bit the last time we watched it. Yeah. I still think it's a really good movie, but like some of the performances really hinder it from being great. Yeah. It has one good, really good lead performance. Oh, absolutely. But then like the rest of it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. Um, which that guy's in the final interview too, and he's great in it. Oh, oh my God, he's so good in the final yeah. interview. Final interview would be like for me, it would be up to the very top for yeah. me because it's so good. Definitely like top five. Which I need to get that as soon as possible. Yeah. There's only not what nineteen eighty one thousand nine hundred eighty copies of it. Uh, that and I think he's only got. I think he said he's only got like a couple hundred left. Whew. It ain't cheap, but it's worth it. Well, it comes with fucking bunch of shit. It does, yeah. It's, it's, you got the movie. You've got like special features. You've got like cards that come with it. You have something that has your name on it. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I just need to get it when I get the chance. It's expensive though. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing. Next up, we have Mike Brushaber. Hmm. Help me, Matt. Uh, look at it. Don't just say uh. Where's, where's the name at? Mike Brushaber. Brushaber? 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 Bruh. We're terrible. Yeah. Um, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> uh, Mike asks, who are your favorite bands? Ooh. If you had to pick five songs for an extreme movie soundtrack, what would they be? Mm. Also, not a question, but you guys should cover the movie Compliance, if you haven't already, based on a true story. We did. We did cover Compliance, um, yeah. Very early on. Yeah, this was the first true crime episode, which has it. Um, is it the one we did Men Behind the Sun for some goddamn reason? Yes. <laughs> has Men Behind the Sun <laughs> and uh, The Girl Next Door. Yeah. Weird array of movies. We were disorganized back then, too. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, slide these movies together. Like, I know we are now, <laughs> still. I feel like we think our episodes through a little bit more now than we did, oh. Yeah, it's not just like, hey, here's some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like modern disturbing, not a single modern film. No. <laughs> Might as well throw threads in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn. But yeah. what is, who are your favorite bands? Oh, my God. That's tough. Uh, currently, what I've been listening to is uh, Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Faith No More. Uh, Primus. What else have I been listening to? Bad religion. Bad religion. Yeah. You know, bad religion. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I can't believe this. What's the top? Sorry, I love that song. The way you but I know you love the Pixies. Pixies is one of my favorite bands for sure. My dog's named after the Pixies. Yes. Uh, um, Pig Destroyer. I love Pig Destroyer. Oh my god, yes. Motorhead. Oh, classic shit. Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. uh, I, I love Nirvana. Nirvana's great. So, uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, Alice in Chains. Um, 
Dying Fetus. Dying Fetus is great. I love them. Death. How do you forget? Oh, Death is amazing. Can't forget Death. Uh, Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse is good. Um, Obituary. Obituary is awesome. Toxic Holocaust is one of my favorites. Oh, they're great. Yeah, Yeah, I fucking love Toxic Holocaust. Saw them live actually. We did. Sacred Rock's really good. Sacred Rock's great. Ministry is another one of my favorites. Yeah, Ministry. Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorites. Well, let's just preface. Uh, old ministry, <laughs> new ministry is pretty rough. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite bands. Oh yeah, I know you're not big on them anymore, but I still like Tool a lot. Yeah, Tool's okay. Um, Deftones has kind of went down for me a little bit. Ramstein, I love Ramstein. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it's hard for me to choose just like a fav- favorite of something because it's just like I just like so much yeah. shit. Like like here recently I was listening to Converge. Oh, I love. Oh my God, Jane Doe is a yeah. perfect album. Uh, Pig Destroyer, Prowl in the Yard is a perfect album. Yeah. Um, but then I was also looking at some King Diamond. Oh, King Diamond's awesome. <laughs> you man. know, so it's like it, it, it all you know varies. Yeah. It's hard for me to pick up like, sleep. A fa- sleep. I love sleep. But it's hard to mention like a best bands and not mention Black Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah. I fucking love Sabbath. Like I said, like right now my favorites, the two that yeah. I've been listening to, like. Hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. That I probably would say are like my favorite, favorite bands right now are Dead Kennedys and Faith No More. Uh, and Promise. I'm currently, like, I bought, while geared up for this episode, I've been listening to actually a lot of black metal stuff. Black metal, yeah. For sure. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Mayhem and Burzum. I've actually been listening to a lot more Dark Throne. Dark Throne is probably the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dark Throne. But we got black metal questions coming up, so we yeah. should save that. Oh, yeah. Um, so thank you, Mike Brushaber. I'm sorry that we are. Goddamn terrible. Oh, no. Uh, five songs for a stream a movie soundtrack. Oh, okay. Uh, I always like juxtaposition. Yes. So I, I like mellow while fucked up shit's happening. Yes. So for, like To me, like it wouldn't be like when the fucked up shit's happening, but like I always think about like for some reason like 60 songs I think work perfectly for like grittier, gnarlier movies. So like uh, <clears throat> Animals, a Girl Named Sandoz. Yeah. Would be a cool song. Um. I just wanted an entire like movie about drugs with a soundtrack by Death Grips. <laughs> That'd be wild. I'd fucking love it. Unless you're going to say Velvet Underground, then you're like Death Grips. <laughs> Velvet Underground works too, but Death Grips, like, just like how weird they're like, or like something like Machine Girl. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty weird. Like, like, like Girl, like Girl Named Sandoz, I think would be a great song. Yeah. Um, Time of the season, like I don't know that 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 era of music in particular for me. Yeah. Uh, there's a oh, what's his name? It's a French singer, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, uh, oh God, so, is it like Sergey something? I yeah. Think. Gainsbourg. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Something Gainsbourg. Yeah. Gainsbourg. Or whatever. Lee Hazelwood, Dark End of the Street would be cool. Lee Hazelwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have the dark end of the street. Um, That's where we'll always be. <laughs> I'd like some like Johnny Cash in there too. Like I, I again, like we we are from the South. Mm-hmm. So here, like you you have either one of two kings of like the country sound, or the the country like rock sound, whatever. It's either Elvis, Elvis, or Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Cash is my uh, poison. Yeah, there's only one queen though. Dolly. Dolly. You don't talk about Dolly. I could see somebody getting like 
Fred Vogel like hammer style. Oh my god! To nine to five. Nine to nine five. five. I, I might <laughs> laugh <laughs> though. Getting up, parking hard in the morning. Just like bam, bam. That'd be incredible. I actually really like classical soundtracks. I do too. Like, see, like, and it's probably surprises, surprises people that were not like, oh, death metal. Yeah, I don't. A lot of times, I don't think death metal works. Yeah, it comes off corny. The cemetery is a good example. Good example. Great movie. Yeah, but like when they're killing them, it's like. Yeah, it just doesn't work. But I do think the heavy, real heavy metal stuff works for something like Traces of Death. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, look at all this fucked up shit. Here's some real heavy music to go. Like, with there's it. like 900 grave songs. Yeah, you could use or obituary or autopsy. You know. Yeah, <laughs> dying fetus, dying fetus, morbid angel. You know, any of that Meshuggah. shit. Mashuga, You know, bleed. <laughs> you ever seen the video of the guy who's doing the drum part of bleed on his dog? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. He's like petting it. I saw a guy doing the rock band, you know, the drums yeah. for Bleed. He's like... <laughs> 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 yeah, this, this guy's dog lays, like, lays in his lap and he's like petting it, and, you know, you know, giving it the pass, and he starts doing the fucking rhythm for Bleed, and the music slowly creeps in. It's fucking great. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I, I like when it's like you have extreme violence to not as extreme music. Yeah. Music, to me personally. Sometimes it's like... Like, for example, the August Underground movies, like, you don't even need music. No, just silence, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, like real heavy music in, like, movies like that, for example. Unless it's needed. Like like something like Demons. Yeah. You know, then, like, you kicking some Saxon. Yeah. Or Iron Maiden, and it works. Oh, know? yeah. Motorhead. You know. Oh, yeah. But, but um, like, to me, like, like, you look at, like, Last House on the Left. Yeah. That one scene, man, is oh the most one of the most poignant, bleakest, darkest moments in film history. Yeah. Like after they get done raping her and she's walking into the water and you got that And now you're all alone. <laughs> and it just like it just builds feeling yeah. no on your show. You know, it's just like it's haunting. Also, <laughs> Miss Forty Five's jazz soundtrack oh, is so good. So good. <laughs> or like even though I know Spooky hates him, Rob Zombie. Yeah. House Thousand Corpses. Yeah. You know. The sound oh my god, the soundtrack's really good for the one he shoots the cop. It's so good. Yeah. I'll remember you. I it's great. I, I love you spooky, but we rewatched that movie recently. It's fucking great. It's really good. <laughs> I'm yeah. a good love house. <laughs> I can agree with you to the extent on Scream, but I can't agree with you on House Thousand Corpses. <laughs> I, I like Scream too. Oh, but <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it though. But uh, thank you again, Mike. We appreciate your question. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next up, the Gorehound. Hell yeah. They ask, worst way to die. Right to the point. Damn. Just bam. Uh, What's the way you don't want to die? <sighs> on the toilet. That's one way. I, I don't want to die. God, if I died on the toilet. Like I'd Elvis? Like, me, I'd give me some dignity, man. You got to hide my body. <laughs> Put me somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I know that makes you look guilty, but <laughs> like, yeah. But like, for example, like was it David Carradine who like jerked off and yeah, yeah. jacking? Yeah, yeah, no, that's bad too. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be found that manner. I think uh, like you know, there's uh, statistics that like being burned alive is the worst way to go, or drowning, or drowning, or like the worst ways to go. Like as far as like how painful it is. Yeah, but like I don't know. I guess shame is worse to me than pain. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like 
last podcast did this, the uh, USS Indianapolis. I do not want to go out the way those guys did. That was rough. Being stranded in the middle of the ocean and, and having being, your eyes swell out of their sockets. Being picked off by sharks. Yeah. It, it, for me, it wasn't even the sharks. Like, the sharks, that's scary enough. <laughs> that's but, extra. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's just a cherry on top. That's a, that's like getting your uh, your fucking Big Mac supersized. Well, like, <laughs> like they, it's already bad enough, <laughs> but now it's big. Yes, the detail of a guy getting brought out of the water and his flesh just like slothing off his slothing body. Off. Speaking of slothing, oh, Satoshi Aoshi, the most unfortunate <laughs> named person in the history of mankind, who got radiation. Well, I can't even say poison. He got blasted by radiation. Yeah. He was just literally a living skeleton. He was a skeleton with a little bit of meat on it. Yeah, who was alive for days. Uh, I like again. I don't want to. I don't want to like make fun of the dead or anything like that. That's terrible. But this poor bastard got street trashed. He got street trashed, and his name was Satoshi. Ouchie. Ouchie. Damn. Damn. That's terrible. <laughs> Damn. Also, like Junko. Junko Furuta. Junko Furuta. That's, yeah. Again, I know we're men, but still bad. Yeah, still bad. Still bad. Also, the 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 couple that got killed up in Knoxville, you know, near us, that was fucking. What was it? Uh, Newsom and uh, yeah, Christian Newsom. Yeah, terrible. Force fed bleach. Force fed. Yeah. Uh, like I think there was a detail. Like the girl was like, like you know, orally raped so badly that the roof of her mouth, like the skin, was peeling off. Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's terrible. But Being burned alive in a dumpster. It's bad. Yeah, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Don't do that to me. I just want to die in my sleep. Yeah, that's preferable. I hope my heart just fucking boom, done, <laughs> I'm dead. It's either that or like... Like, like the, the guy from Dragon Pool. Damn. <laughs> His heart just boom, and he was done. Or like like a, like an aneurysm. Yeah. Like, we, we was like just he like, dropped, let the bodies hit the floor, then his body hit the floor. The show's over. Hell, living in for me. Nope, the show's over. God bless him. He's even dropped the body to the floor. Did he? His body at the floor. His body at the floor. What the fuck's wrong with you, John? But hey, 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 hey. Dragon Pool kind of slap. It's cool. It's fine. I wasn't that song is overplayed, though. It is. But it's fun. It is fun, yeah. It used to be the thong. The, the song for. I said thong. 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 thong, thong. <laughs> it used to be the song for ECW's yeah. return, and yeah. it, it's not good. <laughs> You're like, yeah, let's go new ECW. Here comes the <laughs> here comes the ECW zombie. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Oh my god. This this show's went to hell. This show always goes to hell. Oh, no, we always yeah, we always do. Next up we have JK bitch. <laughs> um Hell Metal hmm, fuck. Try that again. Hell Metal Brothers. Hell. Pumped as hell for this week's episode between Norway, Sweden, and England. Who would you say has the best claim at creating black metal? The best claim? Uh, Eng- there's more. Okay. England arguably invented the name with Venom, Sweden with the sound with Bathory, and yeah. Norway codified what people think of when they say black metal. Oh, yeah. What with the corpse paint, crazy murders, and drama, etc. Also, yes. what country has the most underrated black metal scene, according to you? In my opinion, Brazil deserves way more credit. Euronymous always sang the praise of bands like Sarcophago, Holocausto, and Early Sepultura. Cheers. Hell yeah. Um, you kind of nailed it. I mean, yeah. You know, Venom, of course. Venom created the idea of black metal with the album Black Metal. Black Metal. And then 
Black Metal. Which I love Venom, but I hate that song. That song's bad, yeah. I do not like that song, but I, I love Venom. I don't like metal songs very much that are like... Reference metal? Yes. Yeah. Just do a song. Metal on metal. No. Was that no. Anvil? I think so. I'm yeah. not sure. Sucks. Yeah, no. Um... Yeah, I think I think I think you're pretty on the money. Yeah, about that. Bathory created that like sound. Like I think you could argue, if anyone else has a claim to creating black metal besides yeah. like Norway, it is Bathory. If you read the the book Lords of Chaos, like they actually trace the uh, origins of like occult themes in music mm-hmm. to like a band called Coven. Coven. I know. I know Coven. They're like uh, pre Sabbath. Yeah, pre Sabbath. Um, Do metalish. Uh, I'd say it, it. It's almost pre that though. Yeah, it's kind of psychedelic rock in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, I remember listening, listening to them like oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and same thing with like uh, Pentagram. Yeah, Pentagram. But yeah, the the sound the sound itself comes from Venom though. Bathory. Well, well, okay. Well, the idea of black metal itself comes from Venom. Venom. True black metal. Yes. And then Bathory did did the sound that everyone knows. That your armist loves to take credit for? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, it was Bathory. <laughs> Bathory created that sound, you fuck. <laughs> Guys, I invented the fact that you, you pick your one string up and down really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tremolo, uh, tremolo picking, yeah. that, which I think was even before that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All these but, techniques were... Way before these guys. Oh, yeah. But, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just the, the origins of, like, all this stuff. Like, just, just go read Loads of Chaos. It's a really good book. Yeah. Like, it goes in the interviews of a lot of people involved in the scene and whatnot, which is very much like a movie we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> so. Black Metal. Black Metal. Yeah. It's so funny, though, because, like, Venom, like I said, like, I love Venom. Oh, yeah. But I do not like that song at all. No. I think no. it's a bad song. Like, like especially when they have songs like Evil in League of Satan. My favorite Venom song is the Hell and Back. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I love Bathory too, by the way. Oh yeah, War. Yeah. War is an amazing. Bathory song. up until they got real about like Vikings and war and got questionable in their content. Yeah. <laughs> Started leaning for a little bit of uh, a little Nazi ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which unfortunately is kind of a trend in this genre. Well, it was w- women of something. Uh, Fuck, I can't think of the name of the song right now. I can't either. Women of Dark Desire or something like that. Yeah. Fucking. Anyways, that whole album is really good. I remember when last last podcast did their series on black metal. Which again, I'm talking a lot about last podcast because big influence on me. Yeah. But um, I remember like after listening to the episodes, I just go and listen to like some of the black metal uh, stuff that was going on at the time, like listening to Bathory and Mayhem and uh, Dark Throne and just. You know, exposing my brain to these sounds. And it know, took like, a while for you to come around to black metal, though. Yeah. Like, I, I was on that train a little earlier than you were. Oh, yeah. Because I remember you being like, this band sucks. <laughs> yeah, I used to not like it that much. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, Hotel... Oh, not Hotel Transylvania. That's a fucking <laughs> shitty-ass cartoon. <laughs> Transylvania Hunger. And you're yeah. like, dude, every song on this album sounds the same. <laughs> and I'm I, like, you're not wrong, but it's still good. It, whew, I will say, the first, time, the first time I listened to it, and even still a couple listens, you know, recently... It is like you will get an earache because of like how fast and just how chaotic these songs are, um, and the quality. Of what about underrated sound. countries for black metal? Again, like new metal was not new metal. God, new damn metal. It. <laughs> yeah, um, 
black metal was actually kind of new territory for me in like just listening to it and yeah. exploring it because for a while I kind of avoided it not not because I know oh because you're afraid of it or anything like that but because I didn't like it and yeah. now I've turned around to it. Black metal is such a diverse genre. Yes, that it's kind of hard to pinpoint like an underrated country because like. Every country has its own take. Like even yes. like Japan has black metal bands. Yes, you know, and like real black metal, like uh-huh. like Norwegian esque black metal bands. Oh yeah, know? and like, well, well, I think it's uh, was it Coffin? Coffin. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. Mm. But uh, they, they've got a whole movement. Yeah, and like it's so weird because like black metal is pretty popular in the underground of Japan, but yeah, like deathcore just yeah. now made its way yeah. to Japan. <laughs> With, like, Devaloof yeah. and bands like that. <laughs> but, like, you know, all the way into the States with a band like Zill and Arter. Yeah. Who, like, you know, combined black metal and, like, blues. Yeah, blues and, uh, I mean, I think he even said, like, like almost like Slave Hymns. Slave Hymns, yeah. Yeah. Which for anybody's like, oh, Zill and Arter isn't black metal. Fenrix is a big fan of Zill and Arter, so yes. fuck off. <laughs> if Fenrix likes them, they're good. <laughs> um, the, the first two, like, the f- I haven't listened to the newest Zill and Arter album. Zill and Arter. Which I know it takes place more modernly. Yeah. Because of, you know, events. Events, yeah. Not going to get into it right now. But, um, like, those first two albums are fucking amazing. They're really good. And, like, they're good hymnals. Yeah. But they're also fucking incredible black metal songs, like, too. Like Stranger Fruit. Yeah. Th- that album. Ding, ding, ding. Bing, ding, ding. Like, one of my favorite songs is Don't You Dare. Mm. It's so ding, good. Ding, ding. It's so good. But when he hits the black metal parts, yeah. man, his vocals are fucking gnarly. Yeah. Some of the best, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I love Zillan Arter. Um, I know Behemoth is a mixture of genres. Yeah. Which I know there's a question, I think, later about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. it's, it's just like I said, like it's hard to pinpoint like a underrated country. Uh, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. I think that's where Watain. I want to say Sweden's very underrated in, in its metal, influence yeah. on metal in general. Really, they are, yeah. Because, like, so many bands were coming out of that era, in the area, I mean, who were like... Man of War. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, what I'm talking about is, like, like Celtic Frost. Scorpions. Which, you know what? Fuck you, Euronymous. I like Scorpions. Apparently, apparently the Scorpions thing was actually not real. I, that didn't happen. I didn't think it did. No. But <laughs> My cat's yelling. Meow. Meow. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, JK, bitch. And if you've never listened to that early Sepultura stuff, it's wild. I, dude, it's a lot I was different. so shocked. It's a lot different. I was like, oh, let's go listen to some old Sepultura and see what it's about. <laughs> and it's just straight up like black metal. Yeah. I'm like, this ain't Roots. Yeah. Where's the rhythm? <laughs> what happened? Where's like the, you know, like the the, the Aboriginal yeah. <laughs> influence? No, like Troops of Doom is way different than Roots. <laughs> Trips of Doom is crazy. Some black metal uh, stuff. Thank you again, a JK bitch. <laughs> oh god, what? I saw a video last night of uh, I have to show it to you later. But it's like Mickey Mouse <laughs> fucking fight with Goofy. Oh, I saw this in the bathroom. Yeah, he's yeah. like, make me bitch, make me bitch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Next up, we have Gut Pile One Thirty Eight. Oh yeah. We are 138. We are 138. What is 138? I don't know. Is it an area code? Maybe. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> oh, it might be like a phone code. Could maybe. be, yeah. But uh, Gutpile138 is Brendan Terry. Yes. Who uh, 
is the man behind a really good pseudo snuff film called Deviant. Uh, shit's haunting, man. It's good. It's really good. Like the scene with them on the couch, just talking, just talking. as like just screams can be heard is, whoo boy, it's fucked up and really yeah. good. And you know, highly recommend it. You can get it from Dead Vision Productions. Yes. Uh, he also was just uh, paired up with uh, uh, Severed Cinema. Really? For his podcast, Morbid Horror, which I would highly recommend that as well. It's a very good podcast. He does sometimes with Lucky Serretti from Division Productions. Awesome. Awesome. Very very good podcast. That's my voice for a second. What the fuck? Whoa. Wow. We're big fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, Deviant's awesome. Deviant was really good. It's it's real fucked up. Like, I don't want to name names. Yeah. But I recently also watched another pseudo-snuff film, which, when I was watching, I was like, this ain't no Deviant. (laughs) Um, Deviant was the first one in a while where I kind of got the same August Underground vibes. Where yes. He, he got, like, it's not all about, like, oh, I'm jerking off or yeah. uh, poking dead things. Like, no, no. You know, they're going to film themselves skateboarding. Like, he, here's, what, here's what I'll say. There's a difference between something like, you know, Deviant and, like, Capture Kill Release. Exactly, I don't yeah. like Capture Which Kill Release Which I do like all. Capture Kill Release, but, I, yeah, Deviant's way better. I fucking hated Capture Kill Release. And but I also like skateboarding, so, hey. yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's good at it, so. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Gut Piles asks, thoughts on the films of Marion Dora? Oh, Have you God. seen the double feature yet? Thoughts on animal cruelty in film? Hmm. I have not got the double feature, unfortunately. <laughs> I was scrolling through Instagram just the other day, and I believe it was Joshua Fat Attack posted uh, that the Diabolic had a couple copies, and I was like, oh, and I ran the Diabolic, and it was too damn late. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> I saw someone on the Disturbing Movies subreddit who had it. I was like, oh, you fucker. I saw a clip from it. It looked insane. <laughs> it looked like Mariandora. Mariandora. It looked like someone was getting a big old log up their ass. I'm not sure. Damn. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a log or a fist, but something was Damn. going up someone's ass. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Damn. Mariandora uh, does like poop. Poop. He likes poop a lot. He got a poo poo fetish. Thoughts Maybe. of Mario Dora. Like, Mario Dora is a director that's, like, followed us. He is an omen that won't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Not an omen. He, uh, he, it's a haunting on us. <laughs> he won't escape. Because, like, that's we the, can't escape. That's the first episode we ever did. Yep. And the episode that pretty much killed yeah. the original run of the podcast was going to have a Mario Dora film in it. Yeah, it was, like, uh, Carcinoma. Carcinoma. So it's like, there's always this, this weird, like, connection to Mario Dora. Oh, my God. Because yeah. I think he was, like, the first director that, like, I got into who was, like, underground underground yes you know what i mean it's like he's even more underground than like even like a fred vogel like you you might have heard of august underground yeah but to hear of like angels melancholy or something like that like he was the first director who i was like this guy feels fucking dangerous <laughs> which is which is funny now because of that stupid fucking iceberg his name's everywhere his name's everywhere now yeah and like who would think marion dora would sell out that quick now it's fucking crazy to think about like Again, I am happy that in a way, like, the spooky for the season, people are kind of leaving now. Mm. And it's now just back to our normal community. The collectors. Yeah, the people who just, like, love this shit. Mm-hmm. I-, I find Mario and Dora to be fucking immensely fascinating. Yeah. Um, I do not like Angel's Melancholy. I, feel I don't that. dislike Angel's Melancholy. I have thought about rewatching it, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> It's a uh, long movie. It's a long movie of just depravity. And not much going on. <laughs> Walking and literal shit. Little shit. We uh, watched uh, Debris Documentar. I liked it. I did too, but man. Uh, it's nasty. gross. It's gross. Nasty motherfucker. I really love Voyage to Agatis. Yeah, Voyage to Agatis. Maybe, no, 
Cannibal. So yeah, Cannibal's my favorite. Cannibal's the best. I agree. Um, he's good, man. He's he's a good. He ultimately is a good director. Yeah. Like, there's nobody that makes movies like him. And like, honestly, I think Cannibal is one of the best. Like, you know, based on a true story, movies out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, like his style is like it almost feels like a fairy tale. <laughs> like there's this like hazy dream like aspect to all of his films, and yeah. I would say dream because like they kind of play in jovial of their like depravity. Yeah, like they 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 fucking revel in their fucking sickness. Filth. You know, yeah. <laughs> like they're they're happy to be fucking filthy. You know, it's like a Grimm's fairy tale on heroin. Yeah. Uh, the double feature, like I said, it's a sore spot yeah. right now. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. No kidding. <laughs> and thoughts on animal cruelty in film? I mean, uh, yeah, not yeah. a fan. No, don't like it. Uh, however, what I'm going to say is like, if you're going to go after him, you got to go after everybody. You have to go after Ruggiero Diodato. Diodato. Hard. John Waters. Yep. Countless people. You know what I mean? Again, we we brought this up in our Jonathan Doe interview, where like. The thing is, if you're going to delve down into these areas, you have to understand that shit's rough, and people do some fucked up things on camera. Yeah. And, um, Cannibal Holocaust, you know, Dog Dick. Uh, Cannibal Ferox. Cannibal Ferox. Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos. Milo and Otis. <laughs> Milo and fucking Otis, which should not be down here, but it is. <laughs> it is. All feature animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Even like mainstream movies from the past have animal cruelty. Oh yeah, but the thing is, like, should it be okay? No, but sometimes it is like if you're going to go after one person, you have to go after everybody. Exactly. You can't just pick and choose who you dislike. Also, James Bell did not kill a cat. He did not kill a cat. No, Martin Dora killed a cat. He sure did. (laughs) He sure fucking did, motherfucker. (laughs) Motherfucker. I own a cat. I love my cat. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say motherfucker, oh, because like if you call him a motherfucker, then yeah, you I know. Call everybody else that's every I know, I know. I'm on camera, a motherfucker. I know. But that scene to this day, I can see it in my head and it makes me real upset. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, it's personally not something that I enjoy or no. like in my films. But same time, to say like, it's to say like, oh, it, it's a thing that we should we should not tolerate. <laughs> it down here is also very hypocritical if you're going to wear a Kim Holocaust patch on your vest like I do. Yeah. So, or if you're like, animal cruelty is wrong. Here's my traces of death box set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's like not when I shot at you. Oh no! Uh, I mean, you, you might as well have just shot at me, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm like, oh no! I you know, animal cruelty in film is wrong. I, yeah. I, I don't want it. I don't want to see it. Here's my Faces of Death 2 t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> here's here's the Campbell Holocaust long sleeve yeah, from Paul Bear Press. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I don't <laughs> like animal cruelty, and I don't think it should ever be done Yeah, or done again. You know, let's stay away from it forever. Yeah. No more of that in, in the modern scene. Like, I'm not going to mention the name of the movie, but there's a movie that's coming out uh, at some point that features real death in it. Really? Yes. Um, Why aren't you going to mention the name? <laughs> uh, b- because I d- don't know if it's even going to get a release. Anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> because uh, b- because it- it's been banned from many festivals, and they're not allowing it to play because they use actual like crush fetish stuff in it. Woo! <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, it's. I mean, I probably could just go ahead and say yeah, it. Yeah, the name of the movie. Uh, it's like Charlotte's Net. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. It's like a pseudo-snuff movie. Mm-hmm. 
where like the person becomes obsessed with like gore footage from the internet. And Interesting just, ideal, but you could just faked it. Yeah, but no, <laughs> it's got like Funky Town in it and shit like that. Damn. Well, I don't think it has exactly Funky Town, but it has the filleting video in it. Mm. It's literally you can watch the trailer for it on Instagram, and uh, it shows a pu- a puppy being stepped on. Whoa! With high heels. Uh, it shows a guy being filleted. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but that's just going to make people want to watch it more. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, I just don't know if it's going to get a full release anymore because of that content. Because, like, many people who either tried to do it at festivals have either censored it to death mm. or they have completely banned them from having it play outright. Because it, because the, the dog footage itself is illegal yeah. in, in a lot of areas. For so sure. it's going to be really hard to get that distributed. Yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up. Thank you, Gut Pile 138. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out Deviant. Go check out Morbid Horror Podcast. Good shit. Yes. Good, good shit. Good shit. I went on oh, a fucking roll there, didn't I? A little bit. It's all right. Sorry about that. It's all good. It's what we do. It's what we're yeah. supposed to do. It's a podcast. All right, we talk. If we didn't talk, it would just be like this. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No. <laughs> Next up is the People's Monkey. People's Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Howdy, my dudes. Seeing how this week's episode is about black metal. Hell yeah. I have to ask if you guys think it has surpassed death metal, especially seeing the impact it's made in other subgenres. For example, you have bands like Portal of Gu- uh, Guilt. Portrayal of Guilt. Why can't I say that? I did this the other night when I was yeah. reading the questions. Portrayal of Guilt who are a screaming post-hardcore band that have a huge black metal influence. As always, looking forward to this week's episode and can't wait to hear you guys discuss Until the Light Takes Us. I was, I was, I was surprised at how charismatic Varg was. I came close to liking him until he started to talk about murdering Euronymous and realizing the dude is a white supremacist. Yeah. But the dude made some good records. Agree. You guys take care. Enjoy the rest of the week. Black metal is Craig. Hell Satan. Cheers. Hell Satan. Hell Satan. Um, whew. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny it at this point. Black metal is crazy. Uh, such a niche genre has like had such a hold on metal as a whole. Yeah. Like, you can't help but like listen to like a lot of modern records being like, those vocals. Yep. That's black metal, you know? <laughs> Behemoth. Behemoth, yeah. Behemoth has made their name off of blending death and black metal together. Yeah, and they're huge now. Yeah. They play not fast. They play not fast. Not recent, not this year, but like last year. Well, twenty nineteen. Well, twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you know, Travis Ryan from yeah. Cattle Decap. You know, his vocals are very, very, very reminiscent of black metal. We talk about Zill and Arder. Yeah, you know, like there's so many bands. Has it surpassed death metal? I don't know. I think death metal probably still has a bigger following. Uh, it, but it's almost hard to say that to an extent because, like, it does have a bigger. I I guess you're right, but sometimes it is like black metal is so like people blend more black metal elements than death metal elements in for their songs. sure. I agree with that because the black metal influence is way more interesting to people, I think, than just doing a death metal style on a song for sure. Because as much as I love death metal, it can become a bit stale. Yeah, so that's the reason why for me a band like Behemoth is very interesting because they mix it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's odd. Yeah, black metal might be the most diverse genre, which is so weird to say. Yeah, 
because like there's so many like subgenres and branch offs of black metal that it, it's honestly kind of crazy. Yeah, you got like you know it goes all the way up to like shoegaze. Yeah, you have <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you have uh, what was it, what was it? Bla- black gaze? Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called something mm-hmm. like that, uh, which is Death Heaven. Death Heaven. Yeah, I actually like I actually like Death Heaven. <laughs> I don't like the new album is not the best. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of it. Uh, they're I mean, okay. Even Portal, Portal, Portal has some black elements. For yeah. Sure. But I want to check out was it Betrayal of Betrayal of Guilt? Betrayal of Guilt. I'm sorry, I just yawned like a motherfucker on the podcast. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> um, again, it's almost one o'clock now. Fatigue is real. Yes. Fatigue but, is real. Fatigue is real. But uh, yeah, I have to check, the, check them out. It sounds pretty interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I agree with you about Varg. Fuck yeah. Varg, but Burzum did have some good music. Dunkle Heat. Dunkle Heat. You know, I know you're like, it sounds like we recorded in a toilet. He did! <laughs> it was pretty much recorded in a toilet. <laughs> but then you watch it until the light takes us and you see he has an entire, his prison cell is essentially an office. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, he, it sounds worse than the stuff that he was like I screamed into literal headphones to make you motherfucker <laughs> how'd you do this I did see a list somewhere it was like Varg Vigerness is the number one black metal vocalist mm. I'm like man I like Burzum but come on <laughs> come on his vocals are ridiculous uh, I, I think uh, Dead had a great vocal range vocal <laughs> the style the only thing you can hear it on is a live album though but it's good though it's, it is good it is good because it, like for me, it almost has like like, like God, the people in Mayhem would fucking come here and kill me now. But it almost has like a death metal esque mm-hmm. style. I like Maniac. His vocals are weird, man. Mm-hmm. Like on, uh, I am not gonna try to pronounce the name of that album. Was it the the one with the church on it? Das mysterious. Yes, Satanus. Satanus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna try to pronounce that. But uh, like his vocals are so odd on it. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just like snarling. Yeah, sounds like a feral witch. And he's fucking. You ever seen him live? He cuts himself it's live. Insane. Like he puts like he wraps his mic stand like barbed wire. And Good shit. lord. Yeah, like, leans against it during the shows. Like oh, fucking was it Wetane? Oh, yeah, pig, pig's the, head. <laughs> got the show canceled. Uh, <laughs> got the show canceled. Fucking gall. You ever gall, seen? Yeah. A, you ever seen a goddamn uh, Gorgoroth show? Oh my god! It's, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it was like nude women on crosses and sheep's heads everywhere, and Did, fire and barbed wire. We and, saw a black metal band. I mean, it wasn't like it was traditional. A, it was a way more stylized black metal band. Think more of like Cradle of Filth yeah. and like Demu than like you Mayhem know, or yeah, or something like that. But like their whole thing, they brought a girl on stage and like slit her throat. Yeah. Which they didn't, of course, they didn't actually do it. It's general. Yeah, fucking uh, Summoner Circle. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like Summoner Circle. But uh, thank you, Peoples Mikey. We greatly appreciate it, as always. Yes. Next up, we have Sarah Crew 2, I believe is how you say it. Okay. Which, uh, I believe, a first time uh, question. Hey. Sarah asks, what is possibly the worst movie you've seen in any genre and why? The motherfucking past. That is not what I thought you were going to say. What? In particular, there was a movie we watched just last night. Boarding House? Boarding House? Bro. No. No, 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 no. People want to talk about Troll 2 being the best worst movie ever made. Go watch Boarding House. Watch the okay? theatrical cut of Boarding House. You will not experience anything like that in your life. It's somehow it's a zero and a five at the same time. I don't... It's... 
Okay. It's a magical movie. For anyone who's familiar with what an SCP is. Yeah. Boarding House is a film version of an SCP. It shouldn't exist. Ghostbusters needs to come put this thing in a containment unit. Yes. (laughs) This thing needs to be contained and locked away and left there. It is ridiculous. It's, 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 It's a cursed movie. It was a shot on video movie. Blew up to 18 millimeter. No, 35. 30, 35 went millimeter. went all the way to 35. 35 millimeter. And was played, was played in theaters. And it makes no fucking sense. No. Like, the, the editing hurt. is the worst. And also, I know a lot of our listeners, especially, you know, like someone like Spooky, mm-hmm. who likes, you know, some of the shot on video stuff. Yes. How would you feel watching a shot on video movie that's two hours long. We didn't watch that version, though. That's a version of it that exists, though. Yeah, two and a half hours. No. No. <laughs> I'll sit and watch multiple shot on video movies back to back, but I'm not watching a single two and a half hour shot on video movie. Hell no. And it's like, it, it, we watched the theatrical cut of it. Yeah. And, like, the it's got the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. <laughs> like, scenes start with people mid-dialogue. Yeah. And, like, they end before the scene happens. And, like, there's a scene where, like, she's in the shower, and then, like, they're like, where are you? And it fades to black, and they're in another scene. You're like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> terrible editing. People show up. You don't know who they are. Yeah, they just show up, and they're gone. Like, there's two characters in the movie that... Are a part of the whole thing is that this guy has this like weird like sorority house thing, almost Dang, like Playboy yeah. Mansion type, yeah, 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 whatever. He looks like a goblin. He looks like a goddamn goblin. He does, but <laughs> he okay. Dude, he has a bunch of women living with him, and like three of them just disappear for like almost an hour. Yeah, and then they finally show back up and they're just gone again. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, what? Gigi Allen looking guy. There's a guy who looks like Gigi Allen in it. Yeah, which it might be. It could be Gigi Allen. Who knows? Who, he ain't credited. <laughs> the the killer quote unquote is, quote unquote is, is like a it's like a filter they've put on the screen yeah that kind of looks like the the silhouette of El Duce from <laughs> the mentors <laughs> <laughs> which we can we just kept calling El Duce I don't know I don't know what it is but anyway this is not a review on that movie that's another day yeah we'll cover that one day it's a cursed but movie it's cursed <laughs> um, if I went to a theater to watch this movie and that's what I got. I'm fucking getting a refund. <laughs> it's bad. It's terrible. But I couldn't recommend it any higher. <laughs> no! I couldn't. That's the weird thing about it, because it's, it's goddamn terrible. Watch at your own risk, though. It's a travesty of a film. It's a tragedy. Of it, a f- <laughs> it's a disaster piece. It's a spit in the face of cinema. <laughs> but it's, somehow, I'll be like, yeah, you gotta watch it. <laughs> This is, it's like the director of this what was John something who misspelled his own name in the misspelled credits. his own name in the credits. It's like he went up to the guy who invented the camera, not Edison because he didn't do it, motherfucker. <laughs> he did not do it, but he went to the guy who invented the film camera, farted in his hand, threw it in his face, and said, "Good day." Here's boarding house. Here's boarding house. <laughs> this and is then, what it's coming to. And the guy probably the guy probably saw that and shot himself. <laughs> it's a monstrosity. It is, but I couldn't recommend it more because it's but just somehow. Insane. The Pest is still a worse movie. That is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's racist Rick as shit. Rick and Dick Take a look at this. Take a whiff at this. What, Stinky Dinky? John Lacuazamo, shall he insured his place in hell with that movie. Okay? <laughs> it's immensely racist. It is incredibly, ra- incredibly racist, unfunny. <laughs> God, unfunny. God, like, it's not funny. And... 
just it's a mockery of the most dangerous game. <laughs> it is. It is a mockery of the most dangerous game. I'm gonna use a quote for something I heard recently. Okay. When when Trump said he's gonna drain the swamp, but he's gonna show up to John Locke was almost house and shoot him in the face. <laughs> God damn. Because that movie is so bad. Like was almost probably like he probably made good movies. He's probably in great movies. Yeah. I don't know. I was he's one I watched recently. Not Al was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Forever, this is the stain that will lead him to hell. That yeah. motherfucker. That motherfucker. What, what what's yours? Uh Alien Beast. Yeah, it's it's it's, I, it's not even a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie. I don't know what you call it. It's a home video. It's it's, not a, it's another SCP. It's not a movie. It, it's not real. I don't know what it is, but it ain't a movie. It, oh, it's a it exists. Another one I hate. And it's because it features a trope that I fucking loathe. What is it? Goddamn Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> like, I hate sci-fi films that look like they take place in ancient Egypt. <laughs> like, yeah. how did the technology get worse? Uh, I don't know. Fuck that movie, man. <laughs> Not that Pitch Black was a masterpiece or anything, but yeah. fucking come on. Like, goddamn. I hate... <sighs> I kind of like to fucking Vin Diesel up into that. After that movie, I was like, fuck Vin Diesel, fuck him forever. <laughs> Family. Fuck him and his stupid fucking eyes that he can't see in the sunlight or something like that because he had his fucking eyes surgically fixed so he could see the dark. Is that, is that the whole thing about that movie? That's Pitch Black, yeah. Huh. Pitch Black was kind of cool, though. Like, it had a- aliens that looked like just hammerhead why, sharks. Why would you have your eyes surgically... Because he was in a prison, so you could never, you could never sneak up on him. Gregor Rigg is fucking stupid. What do you want from me? I don't know. But, but like, we go from like spaceships and laser guns and shit like that to being like fucking like walk like an Egyptian looking ass. <laughs> walk like an Egyptian looking ass. It's so fucking stupid. I hate that trope. I hate it. I don't, I'm not a big sci-fi guy anyways. I like some sci-fi. But you but fucking make it look like ancient Egypt. I'm going to tell you to fuck yourself. Ooh. I'm going to go summon Ishtar in your ass. <laughs> God. Somebody, oh God, I didn't bring up Ishtar. After Ishtar. Last week's movie. What was it? Oh, fucking sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sorry. Lords so- of Chaos and Sacrifice have something in common that I don't like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Sarah Crew, too, for the question. Hopefully those were some terrible choices for you. <laughs> do, do, okay. Watch Boarding House. Watch Alien Beast. I don't care. Don't watch Alien Beast. <laughs> Probably don't watch Alien don't Beast. Don't watch Alien Beast. Do not watch The, the only the people that ever recommend Alien Beast... It's Marcus Cook and Bling Skull. Bling Skull, they probably just like watch at your own risk. It's fucking horrible. I don't get it. I bought it because of Marcus Cook. Whatever. <laughs> well, Marcus, Marcus Cook also has a mixtape series where it's just like, are you sure you want to watch this? If we ever get Marcus Cook on the episode, if we ever get an interview with him, yeah. I'm going to be like, I love you. <laughs> I think you're absolutely incredible. I think you're one of the most gifted effects artists ever. Not just currently, oh, yeah. ever. Why the fuck do you like Alien Beast? <laughs> If we interview him, you've got to ask him that for real. Shoot. I'll do it. You have to ask him why he likes Alien Beast. <laughs> because there's nothing to like about that movie. It is a disaster of a film. Anyways. Get your ass back here, Clarice. Where'd she go? She's going to the living room. <laughs> She's wandering around. Hey. We got one more question. Sorry. Focus. <laughs> we have uh, Human Years, which is Andy Palacini. He changed his name on oh, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Talented artist. Very talented yes. artist. Yes. His question is, what kind of black metal band would the following horror people make? Okay. First up, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh my God. <laughs> what kind of black metal band is he going to be in? 
<laughs> He's probably making something like Burzum. <laughs> you think Burzum? Ah, uh, no, probably like Cradle of Filth. Yeah, it's gonna be something yeah. really atmospheric and grandiose. <laughs> yeah, really over the top. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be like Gorgoroth. <laughs> uh, Cradle of Filth. Come on, you could see fucking uh, Pinhead with some crucified women and oh, well, yeah, sheep's heads and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean like. Rabbit boy from Gummo. That that's Burzum. (laughs) That's Burzum. No. Oh, that's Silencer. (laughs) Oh, pig feet. Pig feet. Pig hands. Yeah. (laughs) It's with an axe or something like that. They survived. Or what was the one dude? Which dude? Who smoked crack on stage? (laughs) Shining. Shining. Yes. Are we sure the guy from Black Metal Vades isn't in Shining? <laughs> That's the guy from Shining? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Q from Visitor Q. Oh, gonna, he might be the guy from Shining. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh god. I was trying to think of what's the most chaotic black metal band ever. Oh my god, most chaotic, oh well, I mean you have to go to the ones that kill people. That's true. So probably, I guess he might be like Mayhem. He might be Mayhem. (laughs) Oh god. Fucking excellent question. Oh, that's fucking great. Thank you Andy for that, that was wonderful. Oh my god. But uh. (laughs) It's a fucking funny boy. He's silencer, (laughs) he's gotta be silencer. (laughs) Both big hands. I watched a docu- like a uh, YouTube documentary on uh, Silencer. They're a bad band. <laughs> it's terrible. Really bad. <laughs> uh, as sounded vocal. Technically, man. Rabbit Boy would probably be in being, uh, 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 was it a uh, fuck? That French noise band that we saw. At the scene oh, the fucking Dash A Charge. Dash A Charge. <laughs> That'd be Rabbit Boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he's probably in like some of these like, noise bands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for the questions. <laughs> Rabbit, I'm sorry, Rabbit Boys and fucking Death Grips. Drummer, I'm gagged. I'm sorry, I gagged. <sighs> okay, uh, this has been a very long oh, listener uh, portion, but we yeah. thank each and every one of you for the questions and keep them coming. If you would like to <sighs> submit a question, you can do so by going to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or on our Instagram page, the week of the show, we'll post a lovely little picture saying we're taking questions, and you can do so in the comments. Yes. We're going to take five seconds to recharge, and yeah. uh, we'll be right back <laughs> to finally talk movies. Yeah, finally talk about the movies. <laughs> After almost an hour and a half in. Oh my, are we really an hour and a half in? <laughs> almost. Jesus. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek. Cabbage, 12 vacancies, 12 bodies, mother pray for me I might go psycho occasionally, one body too many pray for me Cause we all go a little mad sometimes No happy ever after, just chapter after chapter after chapter Massacre, make the Ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers Michael, Lord of the Dead, Lord of the Dead You can wake up in the coroner's bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain of the blood that was stored in his head All of the Apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing left from Pumpkinhead This is 
not a dream, baby. This ain't Halloween, baby. When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby. Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD. Follow me on Instagram and the slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD. You know. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> oh, how was that shit, Matt? It was good. No, not really. It was terrible. It wasn't. <laughs> it was bad. Was it bad? That Taco Bell earlier, bro. Oh, damn. That <laughs> ain't doing well. That ain't good. <laughs> Hopefully I make it through this episode. <laughs> well, we ain't stopping again, so you really just have to hold her and shit yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So, uh, thank you again, everybody, for asking questions. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, next, we're getting into the fucking meat. Also, while, while I was in the bathroom, by the way, I did think about the rabbit, the rabbit boy again, buddy boy, buddy boy. He's probably actually a, a king eight ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's not black metal. <laughs> no, but you know, it's a band. It is a band. Uh, anyways, yes, black metal. <laughs> it's a genre of music. Yes, that people like or hate. It's very divisive. <laughs> it's very divisive. And uh, what better way to kick this episode off than with 2009, than a documentary about the topic? You got 2009? Yeah, what do you got? 2008. Hmm. I got mine from Letterboxd. Where'd you get yours from? Letterboxd. What the Sam fuck? <laughs> God damn it, what? Anyways, either 2008 or 2009. <laughs> either or, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to do the work for you. Do yourself. <laughs> do your damn self. Do your damn self. <laughs> this is uh, one of my favorite names of any documentary. Yes. Until the Light Takes Us. Very good name. So essentially, it is a documentary about the Norwegian black metal scene, which caused much chaos. Oh my God. <laughs> and destruction in the um, early 90s. Late yeah. 80s, early 90s. And uh, it's told by the people who were there. Yes. There's no experts. There's no critics. It's only the people who were there experiencing it at the time. And an artist. Hmm? And an artist. Well, then it also have features an artist who is inspired by the black metal movement in modern era. Yeah. And how like black metal has kind of become pop culture. It has. Which, you know, the next movie we're going to be talking about shows that. <laughs> yes. So... Interesting take. We follow Fenrix, who is the founder. Fenris. Fenrix. Fenrigs. I thought it was. I thought it had a Z. I thought it had an X. Really? Yeah. It's all Z, bro. Whatever. Fenrix <laughs> or Fenris. However you want to say his name. Uh, um. What the fuck? I don't know, bro. <laughs> you're all fucked up over there. Oh, I'm fucked up. Yeah, you're fucked up. I'm <laughs> right. Oh, you're right. I'm right. Did you Google it? No. <laughs> You know, hang on. Keep, keep, keep talking, motherfucker. Anyways, we follow the drummer, Fenrix, or Fenris, uh, of one of the most important bands in the movement, which was completely left out of Lords of Chaos, mm. Dark Throne. Yes. Uh, because they dropped the first black metal album, the first full-length black metal album, in uh, Blaze in the Northern Sky. We follow him and his kind of day-to-day and like his thoughts on what happened and everything. He's kind of our main character. We also have inter- interviews from... Varg Vikernes, yeah, who probably is the most controversial figure in the black metal movement from Norway. Absolutely, and the fact that he murdered the guitarist Euronymous of Mayhem, mm-hmm. as well as burned down several churches. Yes, and is also a white supremacist. All the things that are good, right? Although he claims he is not a white supremacist, but he goes on a whole Zionist rant. This fucking oh, thing. for sure he does. He's like mm, the the Jews. The Jews. And you're like, <laughs> all right, you fuck. Also, by the way. Uh, here, here it says, Until the Lot Takes Us, 2008. Okay. 
Let's go down here. Uh, and we got Finra's. Well, whatever. So, I'm right, motherfucker. <laughs> Look at your hair. <laughs> what about my hair? It's flopped to the side. It's fucked. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fix it, but, you know. Anyways, uh, Varg Vickerness, is, he's interviewed a lot in this. We'll talk about him more as we go on this, inter- this review. We also have interviews, like I said, with like Finra's as our lead. Yes. But we also have interviews with Hellhammer. Who's a bastard in this as well, but... Yeah. A Both. A Both, yes. Um, Faust. Yes. The murderer in his own right. Yeah. And uh, other members of the black metal. And in particular, the black circle. Yeah. You know. Uh, minus. Euronymous. <laughs> Euronymous <laughs> is like. Dead. Dead. D E D, baby. And there's no uh, dead in this either because well, he's, he's dead. dead. Well. <laughs> well, he's, well, they're in it, but they're not uh, featured. Yeah. So things I really like about this documentary is, first of all, I love the low-budget look of it. Yeah, which originally when I first watched it, I did not like that. I think that perfectly captures the Norwegian black metal. Oh, absolutely. Because it was lo-fi as fuck. Yes. You know, so it's like this like very shot-on-video-esque documentary. Yeah. But still, at the same time, shot very beautifully at times as well. Yeah, also the music yeah. is very good. Yes, because it, it, the only times they really ta- play black metal is during the scenes where they're referencing black metal. Yeah, when it's relevant to bring up the The rest sound. of the film is kind of has like this like almost like electronic score. Yeah. It also features a band I actually really enjoy yeah. in the electronic scene, and that is Boards of Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, featuring the song from Sinister, if you're uh, familiar. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Love the score. Yeah. Fenris is the perfect person to follow. Because he's neutral. He's neutral. Because like, he was there. He was a member yeah. of the inner circle. The black circle. Yep. The inner circle. Bam, juice effect. Juice effect. Lay W for our wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, he was a member of the Black Circle, but he didn't really do any of the fucked up shit. No. In fact, like he, he was like you know neutral to it as well. Yeah. Didn't damn it nor condone it. Well, I would say he doesn't damn it or condone it, uh, except for the death of Euronymous. Euronymous, yeah. And, of course, like, he doesn't talk much about the stuff with Foss too much. No, they don't talk to him about Foss at all, really. No. The only people they really talk about Foss with is Varg and Foss. Yeah. Which Foss's face is uh, bluttered out. Yeah. And his voice is actually distorted, which yeah. is interesting. Well, he's free. Yeah, he's out of jail. Because they serve, both of them serve the maximum limit they yeah. can. <laughs> which, again, for those unfamiliar, uh, Norway... It's, uh, what, 21 years? I think it's like 21, 25 years, something like that. That's it. That's all you spend. Then you're out. Yep. Which, again, to Varg and Boss's credit, as far as I know, they have not done anything else. No, they didn't. They didn't. But, uh, where in the, yeah, where in the States or a lot of other places as well, you serve your entire life. Yeah. They're, they're, you, you serve the rest of your life there if you do something like they did. Mm-hmm. Or you get killed, even. Yeah. Which it's hard to say which one is correct, which one isn't correct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, not Especially since get on Norway either. has a way less crime rate than a lot of these other, a lot of other places. Well, maybe. Well, you know, I we're not a political podcast to speak. No, about. we're not. We're not the correct people to talk about prison reform while talking no. about black metal. <laughs> no. Look, I am not an expert on that shit. I'm not. But I'm just saying, it, it's kind of it, it's something interesting though. To say, to it say didn't the least. change Varg Vickerness at all. He's still a piece of shit. He's still a piece of shit, but he hasn't killed nobody else. Yeah, but he's a white supremacist. 
Well, you you can get that out of him. Yeah, He's but a shithead. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about at all. I well, look, I'm just really saying. digress into a weird territory. That I, <laughs> whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The reason why I brought that up is because it it seemed to work with a lot of people. Sure, that you know of. But at the same time, Bart probably shouldn't be on the streets. Yeah, he killed a man. He probably shouldn't be on. He, I'm in just saying. Cold blood. I know. He stabbed a man, was it, like 18 times in self-defense? Was it 18 times? It was something. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. He massacred your Yeah, I'm not trying to even defend Varg here. I'm just saying, like, I mean, fuck Varg. Varg's an asshole. But what I'm saying is, ah, fuck it, never mind. Let's just go You're on You're talking about prison reform <laughs> during a black metal documentary review. <laughs> y- yes. I'm just, I was just saying. You're that guy. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 what guy? Huh? You're that guy. You're like, yeah, you know, uh, yesterday I almost shit myself. Ha <laughs> ha, it's funny. Let me tell you about how uh, we need to <laughs> fix our uh, prison systems and uh, how the uh, global economy is all fucked. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, back to the actual movie. Okay. Okay. I don't know what the fuck I was even talking about. <laughs> Talk, talking about, uh, we were talking about the maximum sentence, and then VAR got released. I was talking about what I liked about the documentaries while I was talking about. Okay, well, let's get on with that, then. <laughs> you fuck. How am I the fuck? <laughs> we just shitting on me. You because... just derailed the whole podcast to talk about prison reform. <laughs> well, prison reform's a problem. Well, not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, I know, it just hit me, okay? <laughs> oh, god damn. Jesus. Fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the ages right there. <laughs> Prison reform. <laughs> on sick on cinema. Anyways. Yeah, we got to have a shirt now of just us in fucking behind bars. Behind bars. Prison reform. Mm-hmm. Prison reform. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> but yeah, I like the lo-fi aesthetic of the film. Yeah. I love the music. I-, I like that it's all told by the people who were there. However... It does bring up some things. Yeah. And how trustworthy they are. I would say Finra's is trustworthy. To that we know of. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that we know of. But Varg is not trustworthy. Everything Varg says is bullshit, and you can just tell it. Hellhammer. It's full of shit. Full of shit. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him or someone else in Mayhem's like, I wanted to kill Euronymous. That was Necro Butcher. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, you weren't. Yeah. You dumbass. You're just trying to get attention. They all were basically like Euronymous. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what I could take from while watching the documentaries. Like, they all were the, pretty much the same person. Yeah, they they all like to talk. Yeah, they love to talk. And, and, <laughs> and that's the thing about this documentary, that it showcases that they love to talk, and the only one who surprisingly does not talk very much is a boss. <laughs> and the boss, he was just like, oh, no, this is kind of fucking cool. <laughs> and sort of, I mean, I, I mean, couldn't condone it, but... <laughs> I didn't do it, but... Look good, <laughs> yeah. Which Both is that guy? That Both is that guy. Both is also notoriously one of the worst interviews ever. Best or is he the worst or best? It depends on what day you get him, because he could be drunk as shit, just going on about black metal and just like being like, "Yeah, you play the guitar," like, or he's just like, "Fuck off, let me alone." I don't want to talk right now. Fuck you. God damn it. Yeah, the Both's rough. He's a rough. He's in rehab. Yeah, he's a rough interview. Yeah. But yeah, Fenris is like, he's easily my favorite thing about this movie. Yes. Following him to the little fucking uh, 
The market is so yeah, cool. Yeah, because he's looking for, like, what, headphones or something? He's either looking for headphones, or I thought he was just looking around. Oh, he might have been looking for a tape deck. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Testament. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good album. <laughs> he's, like, going through all the albums that should be like, oh, my gosh. Look at look, look what's oh, just on tape here. And it's definitely interesting because, like, you know, Mayhem <laughs> is a band that, like, gets all the credit for the Norwegian black metal scene. They shouldn't, though. They shouldn't because they really didn't do a lot. <laughs> they just... Fucking... They inspired a lot of people. Yes. But they didn't do a lot in the scene themselves. But, like, again, like... I don't know if, like, if it's completely accurate, but they quit doing live shows because they said it was poser-like shit. Yeah. It's like, come on. Where Dark Throne were the first band to drop the first full-length black metal album. Yep. Blades in the Northern, Blades in the Northern Sky. Which caused people to see the corpse paint. Yep. More so than Mayhem. Even though it was inspired by Dead. Yeah. You know, which did kind of brought that to the attention of the scene. Yeah, but Dark Throne saw that and was like, "Ooh, you know." There's definitely like you could be like, "Oh, why are you talking about this on a disturbing movies podcast?" Well, there's some disturbing shit in this documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, some really disturbing moments, especially like especially like Varg talking about like his belief system. Yeah, and them talking about dead. Yeah, just how calloused. They are to the fact he killed himself. Uh, like, like for example, I was reading Lords of, Lords of Chaos. Like after I watched um, the movie Lords of Chaos, Lords I went, Chaos. And look, um, you know, read a little bit through my book, and I got to the chapter about they talk about dead and his suicide. Mm-hmm. Varg is such a shithead. Yeah, he was like, "Can you?" I couldn't believe he killed himself with my bullets. Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck," you. which he says in the documentary. Yep. but he doesn't. He's not as callous about it in the documentary as he is in that book. Yeah, he's like. He's excited mm-hmm. that Dead shot himself with those bullets. Yeah. If that's even true, yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't. Bl- I don't think it's his bullets. I yeah. think he's a fucking liar. Because, like, you know, the thing about Dead is he was just a he was a mentally disturbed young man who needed help. Yes. and was not given help. In fact, he was fueled. Yeah, <laughs> into the worst way possible. You know, like it's believed he had um, the same one of the same disorders as like Richard Chase. Yeah. Where, like, where Richard Chase thought, like, his, like, you know, his innards were, like, flipping upside down and, like, he's growing horns out of his head. Dead, possibly thought he was actually dead. He thought he was a zombie. Yeah. He was dead. Yeah, so. It didn't matter. Yeah, nothing mattered. So. Uh, Euronymous, or not Euronymous, he's dead. (laughs) He's dead as fuck. Varg talking about killing Euronymous is pretty fucked up, too. Like, again, just, like, calculated. And, like, he's told the story a thousand times, so he has it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, knows. he has his story of events told now. Uh, yeah. Even though you just, like, everything he says is so, like, you're like, that doesn't make sense. The documentary is almost sad to an extent, too. Very sad. Especially, like, there's a point where uh, Fenris is watching the interview with Varg, and he's pretty much, you know, without actually saying it, he's like, I wish a lot of this stuff didn't happen. Yeah. You can tell that it bothers him really yeah. bad. Like, he won't, he won't say it. Yeah. Oh, no. But you can but... just tell it bothers him a lot. How could it not? Because like when he's talking about it, he you know, he's like, you know, I didn't even think I didn't believe Vark did it at first. Yeah, you know, he's like, he's like, but I still support him because I can't support Euronymous anymore. Yeah, you know, Vark's still my friend at the end of the day. It, it, it's sad. It's really sad. It's really dark. It's really sad because he was friends with both of them, mm-hmm. and he lost both of them. Dark because... Throne was Sweden. <laughs> they were yeah. neutral, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Fenris lost Euronymous. Um, Dead. Dead, and also he lost Varg because Varg was behind bars for 20 Faust. years. Yeah, Faust. Yeah. yeah. It's like all these guys, and it's crazy. 
Yeah, like his world crumbled around him. Yeah. It's like uh, the same events that made his music infamous yeah. are the same events that cursed him forever. Yep. Which is sad. Very sad. sad. You know, and there's pretty disturbing. We're like that the the painter has Oh a my whole, god. has a whole uh, art show based on black metal. Yeah. And uh Fenric goes to it, you know. And uh he's walking around and you can tell he just he does not like it. First of all, he's actually like really into modern art. Yeah, he loves art. Yeah, he's a big art guy. Um, yeah. And he's, he's he's looking at it and you can tell that he's just like especially when he gets the part where it's Mickey Rourke. Oh my and god. And it's like not black metal Ricky and black metal Ricky. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. And he's just like What is this? What is this? And uh, one of the ones that got me it was like a it was like a painting of a cross that had like like, oh, Jesus died for our sins, but who like what who asked him to? Yeah. And he was like, whew, uh, no more, no, uh, no more, <laughs> only decaf coffee for this guy from now on. <laughs> and, like, he gets the part where it's just pictures. Yeah. And it's the famous pictures from the party yeah. where Dad's got the makeup on and Hieronymus yeah. has the makeup on. And he's looking at it and he's like, if I don't have to live this, to, you know, not like I have to live this the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you're just like, he's right, you know? Yeah. Because he has to see that imagery every day. Every day. Every day he has to... Think about the people he cared about. At least you know, like I know he probably would probably be like, oh, you know, whatever. But because you know, that's his, on the exterior, the they all want to be cool. Yeah, but he dev- it definitely shows that he's like, I miss these guys. Yeah, I wish they were still around. And then also, he's my favorite part of the documentary. Where he goes up the guy who just will not go up to Fenric. No, at all. Like he, he that, that, he's that, scared of the him. artist is like as far away from him as he can get. Yeah, and then Fenric goes up to him and he's like. I guess I should introduce myself the plot way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oof. And then, like, he's like, he, like, picks up his, like, card like, while the guy's there. Oh, my God. And he's just like, we fucking done? <laughs> oh, he's like, he's fucking tough, man. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like, like, I feel like if I saw the exhibit, except for the Mickey Rourke stuff, it was pretty fucking cringy. It's so lie. cringy, dude. All that stuff was cringy. Now I think about it. Yeah, but uh, it is like he has to do. He has to live with this shit, and now yeah. it's your meme. Yeah, pretty much. It's your meme to put Mickey Rourke. I in saw a review paint. of Lord of, Lords of Chaos that was like the the metal band that meme themselves into tragedy. Yep. It's like yeah, that's it. Like that's that's mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's insane, it's, really. Yeah, man. It's, it's rough. <laughs> Cause now it is a big meme. The big meme, man. It's it, it's a big meme in the metal scene to be like, oh, like I, <laughs> I saw a picture. It was of, <laughs> it was a picture of a lady who dropped a bunch of spaghetti on the floor. Dawn of the Black Hearts. Dawn of the Black Hearts, and I was like, oh Damn. lord, that's terrible. <laughs> like, that's could you imagine? Terrible. Like, here's the thing: it's like, could you imagine going to a metal show? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say anything to them because they're just living their best lives. Yeah. But like, if you saw somebody like unironically in corpse paint. You'd be like, damn, that's cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you shouldn't. Unless they're in the band. Yeah. Then that's different. You should know. But it's just because it's like black metal's become like a big meme. Well, it's, again, it's like... Norwegian black metal. Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think black metal is almost like it, it's become a part of pop culture. Yeah. Because, I mean, Poppy, for example, the album cover yeah. is her in Corpse Paint. Corpse Paint, yep. What the fuck? It's crazy. And that's what the whole part of the documentary is. You know? Yeah. 
And then, like, basically, he gets this, like, this artist gets this kid to come in who's, yeah. in, a, who's in a black metal band, I guess. Yeah. To, like, cut himself as, like, an art show. Yeah. And that's weird. It's very weird. Like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that at all. Because it almost feels manipulative. A little bit. Yeah. Fenris yeah. uh, yeah. doesn't seem to be a fan of it. No. If that's what he's talking about. They intersplice it. Yeah. But you're not 100% certain if he is aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, I noticed is Fenris is covered in scars. Covered in scars. Like, his arms are, whoo, boy. Cut up. Yeah. <laughs> and him saying that might be like, uh, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you go look at pictures of Dead, for example, like, you know, like, after a show, he's fucked up. Fucked up. And it's like, uh, I don't know. You shouldn't probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, you probably, I say probably shouldn't. You shouldn't do shouldn't that. Do that no. Yeah, Fenris is like, you know, he's the ultimate guy in the genre where he's just like, it was all about the music to him. Yeah, and then it wasn't about that for everyone else. Yeah, it it's it's it's, it's sad, man. It is sad, but it's also fun. A documentary at the yeah. same time, like it, it 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 does both. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it shows. It's definitely a documentary that, like, some people would definitely be like, this is boring as fuck. It's a, it's a weird documentary because it's like, it doesn't tell you anything you don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not interested in it, you're not going to like it. Exactly. <laughs> Which, the thing is, if you're also not familiar with black metal, you know, the story of white, you know, of Norwegian black metal in general. Yeah. Then you're going to be lost. Because they just kind of talk about things. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, he, this guy killed Euronymous. It's well, like, who's Euronymous? You know, yeah, who the fuck is Euronymous? Who who's dead? Yeah, who's dead? Um, so you have to be familiar to. So honestly, I would recommend you know what watching like a, like a doc, another documentary before getting into this one, mm-hmm. or even reading the book first to get a full grip of the story before you jump into this and the movie. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like I feel like if it wasn't for Fenris, this documentary would not be as interesting. No, because Fenris is a very fascinating guy. Yeah, because like I said, like it doesn't really tell you anything you don't know already. And it does. <laughs> it does a um, a dis, uh, disprove myths. Yeah, like the eating of the brain and yeah, which is not true. Not true. No, that's true. And the sc- the pieces of skull were probably actually chicken bones. Yeah, probably. Or that. Uh, Var killed Euronymous because he was more evil than him. Yeah, no. Bullshit like that. The documentary definitely, like, stomps all those falsehoods out. You yeah. Know? It's not, it wasn't about all, it, it, it wasn't about all that, but it was escalation. Yeah. Like, it very much, like, started with dead suicide and the way they, almost like how they, because, like, the grief process. Like, you can take that many different ways. And for these guys, they were like, oh, that, what he did, that's cool. That was fucking cool. That, that's that's evil. Mm-hmm. So we gotta then, do something even more evil. Now, and then they start burning down churches, and Foss kills a man. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Var kills the whole scene. Yeah. Var killed the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, he killed the whole scene in Norway. But, and we'll get into this while we talk about the movie Lords of Chaos, but this yeah. documentary, I thought it did a good job of really dispelling a lot of that mythos, why Varg Vickernes killed Euronymous. Yeah. And while watching the documentary, it's like, it was money. Yeah, it was all money. It was all money. It was it was because uh, um, financially, Varg was not getting the money yeah. that he was owed. Euronymous used the money from 
Varg's album to fund the Mayhem album. Yeah, which that was not just a complaint of Varg. It was a complaint of a lot of people on the Death was it Death Like Silence Death Like Silence record label. Yeah. So um, which Varg claims it was self defense, but again, he stabbed him from one end of the house to the other. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the whole like he's gonna kill me, make a snuff film. I don't know how true that is. To be honest with you, like if that was even if it. If it did happen, it did happen like the Lords of Chaos, but I don't even know if that happened. I think he went there to kill Euronymous and it had nothing to do with... I think he just wanted to get his way out of it, mm-hmm. of not going to prison. Pretty much. Because, like, why else did he... Like, he did rent Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard 2. Was it, was it, is that confirmed? I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. That's okay. real. Uh, I don't know. As an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> he, had that, he had an alibi of what he was going to do. Yeah. You he, don't have an alibi if you're going to do, do a revenge killing or something like that. Or if it just escalated into self-defense. Yeah, no. No. If you thought this guy was going to kill you, yeah. why did you even go to his house to deliver the contract? Why did you not just mail it to him? Because he was going to kill him. Because he was going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. The documentary does a great job of that stuff. Just kind of dis- disproving the myths. Uh, and, and getting a look at the people who were there. You know, and like hearing what they had to say about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very good documentary yeah. and does a very a great job of covering the aftermath For of sure. what happened. For sure. Because like like you, you even see like what happens to Fenders as he goes to go on a train. Yeah. They search him. <laughs> they search him. Which he did have tear gas. <laughs> For some reason had tear gas. Which is Fenders, it's a bit sus. It's a bit sus, ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know why you got tear gas. <laughs> Fenders is a bit sus at times. We're just like Yeah. You probably could fuck somebody up. <laughs> yeah, if you really wanted to. Yeah. But uh, as far as I know, he ain't going to. Nah, because he, seems, he like, seems like a legit cool dude. Yeah, he seems like a kind of guy you like to have a beer with. Yeah, just talk about music. Yeah. Which, like, he even talks about, he's like, you know, I'm not just black metal. He's yeah. like, I, I listen to other stuff. Yeah. But Dark Throne's always going to be black metal, but I listen to electronic music and all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he... He's a very good example of the whole, like, the attitude of, like, a lot of metalheads who are like, I only listen, listen to, to this. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to. Yeah. No. You can listen to anything you want to. You yeah. don't have to just listen to metal. <laughs> no, what, it, that does drive me crazy a little bit, where it's like, I only listen to this. Like, it's metal's like, awesome. Metal's probably my favorite genre of music. Yeah. I listen to everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I listen to, you know, all, all, music across the board. Exactly. Yeah, I, I recommend Until the Lot Takes Us. I think it's an yeah. easy way to spend an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. The, the only thing is, like, I feel like I probably missed a couple of things while watching this because I was also fighting with getting a new fucking phone mm. program. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Technology is an ass. It is an ass. It's terrible. But, but anyway. It is what it, it is. is. So next up, what year is this next one? I don't got my notes pulled up. Right, give me a second. Get it. 2018. 2018. I got gotcha. Directed by Janos. Oh, God. Uh, Janos Ockerland. Ockerland, yeah. Or, I, I, I don't know. Ockerland. Bean Gene Ockerland. Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Blow out your ass, O'Hare. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, who I believe was an ex drummer of the band Bathory. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Who went on to direct music videos and stuff. Oh, no, it shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. It shows like a motherfucker, this this movie. Oh, yeah. But, 
Um, so, Lords of Chaos from 2018, starring Rory McCulkin, <laughs> who I didn't know existed in this movie. Yeah. Lost McCulkin, brother. <laughs> the long-lost McCulkin. Or, uh, is it just, is it McCulkin or Culkin? McCulkin. Okay. Yeah. Alright, just making sure. Yeah, Rory McCulkin. Not to be confused with his brother. Yes. Macaulay. Macaulay. Yeah. <laughs> they all got weird names. Macaulay. Who has Boy. rabbit ears now. Macaulay seems awesome to me. I think he seems like a really cool dude. For a while, I was like, he's odd. Yeah. But now I'm like, he's cool. Yeah. Oh, no, he has <laughs> Everybody wants to be like, oh, he's on crack. He's on drugs. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not on drugs. He's just weird. He's just weird. <laughs> he grew up in Hollywood. You yeah. expect him not to be weird? Yeah, he grew up around Michael Jackson. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Oy, oy, oy. Anyways, back to the Lords of Chaos. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure he has a podcast. He does, yeah. yeah. Like Rabbit Ears or something like that. I can't yeah, which he showed up on the wrestling show yeah. with Rabbit Ears. Yeah. <laughs> He's did a big the, wrestling fan. Yeah, he did a Home Alone bit. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. We can't talk about who he did it to. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, the uh, Voldemort. Voldemort oh, pro, pro wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Lords of Chaos. I'm a wrestling talk in this episode. Yeah, I can't help it. Uh, I, it's, it's one it, of our loves. It's in my DNA. Yeah. We like three things. <laughs> Music, movies, wrestling. Yep. <laughs> this, and somehow we've managed to tick all three boxes. So. Yeah, in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have Roy McCulkin, and he is playing Euronymous. Yes. The leader of Mayhem. Yes. The founder of true black metal. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we follow his story as he begins the band Mayhem, grows it into a cult phenomenon where yep. he basically builds a cult in a way. A little bit. With the black circle. And then he meets up with Varg Vikernis. Oof. <laughs> yeah, big oof. Who he brings into the, the, the black circle, which will ultimately be his demise and the demise of the black metal scene in Norway. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the plot of Lords of Chaos. Uh... I will say, like, I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, I am thankful that this is not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like, like, until the lot takes us, as we said, like, it, it's more sad at times than just, like, disturbing where the next one we'll get into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just so glad it was not another kind of bleak look at life. Yeah. It's more. Sure. This one's, in my mind, it's a little more fun. A little more fun with some moments. Uh, I would say there's three set pieces of. Bad shit. Some real stark, yes, violence. That was that pretty fucking gnarly, actually. Yeah, uh, I remember the uh, the first time I saw Dead's suicide in this movie. It really bothered me. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. As you know, so, someone who struggles with mental health. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's gnarly. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> um, uh, you like this movie more than I do, so why don't you go ahead and start talking about the positives? Uh. I don't know. I, I just think the movie's fun, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, again, except for those three moments, which are rough. But I, I think the movie itself is fun and doesn't take its tell itself extremely seriously. Yeah. Which, again, like, I know you're like, well, what, what about all this stuff in the movie? Where's, you know, where's the dark throne in the movie? Yeah. It's told by Euronymous's point of view. I got that. It's truth and lies. Yeah. I understand. Of the scene, and like it's even on the the box art. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, based on truth and lies. Yeah. So it, it's all about Euronymous's world in this. Yeah. So that, that's the way I see it. And there are lies even brought in from the director, even. Mm-hmm. Like Euronymous having a long term girlfriend, which is not true. Not true. And uh, like, honestly, I don't believe Mark fucked a bunch of people either. No. But- <laughs> 
ain't no way. <laughs> Varg is the troll. He's a fucking incel, basically. I, I, I can't, he can't even say that, though. He's married, that I'm pretty sure. True. He's married true. and has a bunch of kids. Bunch of kids. He's one of those people. Yeah. So he can't fuck unless it's to procreate. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God, he's he's miserable. I hate him. <laughs> he's the most miserable human being on Earth. But, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, for me... The movie is just a fun take on this stuff, and it's not it. Again, as I said, it's not like, oh, let's portray these guys in the the greatest light possible because they, they were kids. Yeah, they they're, were all kids. They're young, dumb kids that really didn't know what the hell they were doing. No, they thought they were going to do make this evil thing and be very popular from it. Which, in reality, as you said, they meme themselves into tragedy. Pretty much. So, I do like this movie. I just yeah. want to be the counterpoint. Okay. Um, I do think that it is a good movie, uh, but there's a few things I have, oh God, big problems with. Okay. First of all is the is the style of the film. Yeah. It's so sleek and so stylized. It's very stylized. For a genre of music that is so gritty and lo-fi. Yeah. It makes it seem so much more grandiose than it needs to be. Mm. It needed to be, it needed to be grimier. I get it. But at the same time, like... It's I, shot like a music video. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, that for, for me, it, the, the style of the, f- the film very, is very much a contrast of, you know, the, the way the, the music scene actually was. And it just shows it from a different point of view. Well, let's take it like this. Let's compare it to a, another movie. Let's take a movie like... I know you haven't seen it, but Suburbia. Okay. Which is about uh, squatters, pretty much. Okay. In the punk scene. Had the best time of my life in a squatter room. <laughs> Had the best time of my fucking life in a squatter room. <laughs> James Bell. James Bell. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that fucking movie. Beyond the Belly so Believe. We'll, we'll get to them oh, one yeah. day. God damn, so good. Anyways, um, like it's it, it's about squatters. Yeah. In the punk scene during the 80s. Yeah. And it has that gritty punk rock feel to it. Okay. The film feels punk rock. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that creates such an aura of realism. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really makes it the movie, like, genuine. This movie doesn't have that. I don't think the movie's supposed to be extremely genuine, though. I get it, but at the same time, it's like, you're ultimately trying to portray this story. Yeah. Then you need to be true to that story. Yeah. It needs to feel like it's supposed to feel. I know, it, it does feel like a early Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. Or like Baby Driver, mm. it has that same type of feel to it. The way it, it's very rapid, almost. In Nowhere its near as well directed, though. Well, no, but I mean, Edgar Wright is a fantastic director. Yeah, this but, film it feels like a long music video. I, I get it. Uh, but I, my next point of dislike, the narration. That's probably my least favorite thing. I hate it. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I won't say hundred because there's a, definitely exceptions to the rule. I don't like narration in my movies. Yeah, no. one of the few exceptions to that rule would be like a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, because I think it works. I agree. Because that film's all about getting in the head of somebody. Yeah. So to hear his point of view works. Kind of the same thing with like American Psycho. Yeah. Also, Seventh Day does a Seventh good job Day. with yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. But that gets away with it because he's not talking to himself. He's talking to an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like Bronson. Yes. Where this movie is just narration because ah fuck it we ain't got time to tell the story. Yeah. I'm not going to show you him forming mayhem. I'm just going to tell you about it. You know? Yeah. It's almost used as a tool of laziness. I can, I, I can see that. But I'm going to cut out the whole first fucking three years of mayhem. Yeah. Just by summing it up in a 10-minute 
montage narration. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, again, I can, I, I see that as well. But at, at the same time, I, I do feel like it gives it a very unique feel and makes it feel like, um, like you, like, again, it shows that Euronymous's ego, though. Yeah, like, and it is Euronymous' story ultimately. Yeah, and that's another problem I have with the movie is that it's just Euronymous and Varg. Yeah. Where it should have been about the entire scene. I can understand not getting into great detail because you don't want this movie to be four hours long. No. Right? But to at least make mention would make the timeline make fucking sense. Yeah. Because so essentially, Mayhem is in his parents' garage. Yeah. Right? Mayhem finds dead. Mm-hmm. Mayhem becomes popular. <laughs> Burzum releases an album. Euronymous dies. <laughs> I'm like, how did this become a thing in this movie? Because no one's making music. No. Where's the music? This movie's not about music at all. No one's making music. Honestly, what I think this movie would have benefited is the Netflix miniseries miniseries treatment, which I do kind of hate that because it is like, I don't want to sit down for hours trying to watch episodes. You got so much dumb narration in anyways for no reason. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, here's Helveta. Yeah. Yeah. You could have made a mention of like, oh, Dark Throne dropped the first full length. And really pushed black metal forward, yeah, into the into the eyes of the underground music scene. But again, I will say, you're just wrong. anything to make it make sense of why these people would be popular. Yeah, why are they popular? Who are they? The but what I will say is, who are these? That's another thing. Who are these people? That is one of the biggest flaws in the movie. If it isn't Euronymous and it ain't Varg, who are they? Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like. Again, it's like Hellhammer's in it, and he's just kind of there. He's there. Like, Foss is kind of just he's there. He's there. Until the scene. Yeah. Dead is in it. Which, Enjoy. honestly, the way the movie is is told, you could almost let the Foss stuff out. You could. Because it's literally about two people. Mm-hmm. Which, it does feel a, a bit lazy. But at the same time, it, again, it's such a thick story. It is thick. But that's the thing. is like, they make no mention of Death Crush. Yeah. They make no mention of Dark Throne at all. No. Fenris is, is in the movie somewhere. Somewhere. He's one of those long-haired fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> one of those ugly long-haired men. That is not Fenris. That is not Fenris. Um, Burzum released like three albums. Yeah. And they make no mention of it at all. No. So it doesn't make sense. It, Why would he start a record label? Because in this yeah. timeline, there's no other bands. Yeah, no, no one's playing. Burzum. <laughs> yeah, besides Burzum. <laughs> it was honestly infuriating. Like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, when I first watched it, that didn't really settle in because I just didn't really think about it that much. Whereas, you know, watching it again, it is like, uh, where is everybody else? But then I did put into consideration the, 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 the you know, the fact that it is from one person's point of view True. and a very cocky, arrogant person's point of view. But let's take a movie like The Outsiders. Yeah. Which has, or Lost Boys, or something like that. Yeah. That has, or, or Goonies, that has like a huge ensemble yeah. group of people that all the characters are memorable and have moments. Yeah. You could have done that with this movie. And still oh, told Euronymous a story, and he still could have been the main character. Yeah. And you could have established these people, who they are, why they're there. Why black metal is becoming so popular. Why it became a thing in general. Yeah. Like, I didn't really mention Venom in this either. No. Like, you see people in Venom shirts. That's it. it. And it expects you to know so much, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
oh, you stole this from Venom. Who's Venom? But I did see something that did point this out a little bit, and it is it is a Vice movie. It is a Vice movie. Which Vice has very much delved into this realm before. For sure, for sure. And sometimes I will say with their documentaries and stuff, it is kind of like, uh, what, what, where, where are we going? Where are we, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. Where to I extend, I think Dark Boss does a really good job with most of the documentaries. Well, yeah. What, what I'll use as an example of the contrary, though, is the second season of The Devil, The Devil You Know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it just fucking like Went it's off the rails. <laughs> it's like almost ten episodes. Which is already too much for that one story. Yeah. And they focus more on a conspiracy aspect of that story rather than the crime that happens in it, which is a big flaw of that. Yeah. That, and they expect you to almost know who these people are, and you don't know who they are. I mean, it's I guess like if you know nothing about black metal at all, yeah, that stuff may not bother you, but I could still see it bothering somebody because it's just like, okay, so he has a record label. Yeah. Why? Who who are the bands from this who, label? Yeah, he sh- there should have been like a brief mention. Although fucking Dark Throne wouldn't have been one of them. No, Dark they, Throne never was on Death Like Silence. He mentions that in Until the Law Takes Us. Yeah, which was smart. Yes, very smart. very smart. <laughs> he, he got a paycheck. He got paid. Yeah, <laughs> which again, that's the biggest problem with Geronimus besides his talking. Yeah, uh, and another aspect of the film that I just don't care for at all is the shoehorned in love story with, between Geronimus. Terrible. So bad because she's not even flushed out. Who is she? Yeah, is she a photographer or is she a fan? Is she a journalist? Who is she? The way I saw it was she was a photographer slash fan. And again, did she have a name? I think it was Anne. I never got it. (laughs) In, In in a particular moment in the movie that really bothered me. Not bothered me in like fucked up, but bothered me in just bad storytelling. Yeah, is the scene where she's in the fucking black circle basement. Yeah, of Helvetta, right? With Varg and Euronymous. Yeah, and you know Varg and not you Varg, but Euronymous clearly has a thing for you. You can tell. Yeah, and Varg is like, take your fucking clothes off. Yeah, why? Why would he not do anything? <laughs> do it now, bitch. Right? Yeah, and she does it. It's never brought up again. Nope. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't lead to the more strained relationship between Varg and Euronymous. It is nothing. It is not a moment. It, it doesn't belong in this fucking movie. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's one of the moments that it's is It's just like, to make Varg more of an asshole, but he doesn't need that. No. And one of the scenes I will say I fucking hate in this is when they're like, like Varg, uh, Euronymous is eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny, since, kind of funny. because uh, apparently Varg hated his eating. Yeah, <laughs> so picky. Not enough crop tops either, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's crop tops though, but not enough. Not enough. He wears <laughs> and and Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald. He was a fighter. <laughs> Rory McCulkin is in way too good a shape to be Euronymous. Oh yeah, Euronymous had a nice little pudge on him. <laughs> but anyways, I will say ahead. the like uh, okay, it, and oh god, he's like. And Jerome's like, oh, you want to buy the sandwich? He's like, oh, I'm vegetarian. He's like, oh, like Hitler. He's like, exactly like Hitler. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like really hammering that home. <laughs> yeah, really hammering that home. Uh, something else I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. It sounds like I'm shitting all over this movie, but I did like it ultimately. There's just things about it that I think keep it from being Great. really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the comedy. I don't think it lands for me. I didn't find much of it to be funny at all. Really? No. Mm. No. Just, and 
a lot of it comes down to. Can you use an example? What of what didn't land? The mailman shows up. Yeah. Right. And he's like, "I got a package here for death like silence." Death like silence. Yeah, that's how it's come over here. <laughs> I was like, cringe, cringe, so cringe. Yeah, I, I get it, but mom, can you tell her to leave? You all suck. And then later, why the even brought up Euronymous had a family in this movie too? By the way, because they don't play any fucking no. anything in this movie at all, especially the end when yeah. he dies, and they're like, "Oh, look how sad his sister is. Look how sad his girlfriend is." It's like, who? Who? <laughs> I forgot this woman even existed. I forgot the sister was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Which I don't care that the parents and stuff are not in the movie. Because yeah. it's like, it is a story of youth. Yeah. But then don't put that in there at all, then. The thing is, like, the, the movie's also very misleading. Mm-hmm. Because it, it acts like Varg and Euronymous were like, I don't know, like they were like fucking all these women and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, which again, it it's possible. It's possible, but sometimes like Not plausible. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, okay? I almost feel like the romance angle was almost to prove, like to be like, oh, Euronymous wasn't gay. He wasn't gay. <laughs> which that was another thing that I think Varg at one point said, like uh, I thought it was gay or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Which he's a homophobe too, so yeah, that's yeah, another uh, reason not to like Varg. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Reason another five thousand six hundred twenty-two. <laughs> but like, even if he wasn't those things, even if he wasn't a murderer, he's still an abysmal human being mm. to be around. And I would not. He's one of those guys that if I was like trying to hang out with, I would either leave or he would just keep talking. Yeah, I'd want to punch him in the fucking mouth. Here's your fun factoid about Varg Vickerness. Okay, Varg Vickerness made his own role-playing game like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god. However, yeah, he did. He did do this. It literally is just grinding. It's the one aspect of role playing games that people don't really love, and that's all it is, basically. And also, the elves are Jews, because he's a fucking abysmal person. <laughs> he's an anti semite, fucking miserable he's, human being. Yeah, miserable. That, that's the term I'm looking for. He's he's a miserable human being. Yeah, he's just oh. God. I might. He also started a YouTube channel, which which got took down. <laughs> by the, the way, fucking. He was the Rhett and Link of fucking white supremacists there for a while. Yeah, he was like, let's, pr- like, today we talk, like, is Varg Vickerness a racist? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, might as well hit the Rhett and Link music. <laughs> it's like, did you watch one Mythical Morning episode and was like, this that's is my, my format? Yeah. That's my intro. He's, he's like, he's, he also did one. I remember watching it and being like, I watched the entire video, mind you, and he still... Didn't make no fucking sense. No, he talks he was himself like, into a corner every time. Yeah, he's like, "Did I kill Euronymous? Let's find out." Like, yeah. It's like, yes. You in jail? You, you, yeah, you did it. Which he said that, but he goes around the. He goes through this whole fucking spiel yeah. of why he did it, and like, it's like, no, that's not the case. Because you wanted your fucking money. You wanted your money. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Ugh. Bad. Anyway, back to the Lords. Lords of Chaos. It's hard not to get off on Varg. Oh God, he's a miserable motherfucker. I don't. He's like he's the one guy I never want to meet. No, <laughs> so I'm just like he's a fucking miserable bastard. I'm just like fuck you, man. But yeah, I don't know. Like the comedy doesn't really work for me. To be honest with you, I don't like the look of the film or how it was edited. <laughs> so do you like this movie? I do. There's <laughs> things I really do like about it. I think Rory yeah. does a really good job as Euronymous. He does. I think the guy who plays Varg, though, probably. The most exaggerated version of Varg that could ever exist. Yes. Does a good job of being a fucking miserable piece of shit that you don't like. 
Also, like, I think I think the way they okay, this is true. The guy who plays Varg in this is apparently of Jewish descent. Yeah, that was done on purpose. And he was it? also chubby, which really pissed off Varg too. Oh yeah. Because, again, Var was not chubby, He though. wasn't, no, no. Again, like, Euronymous, like, was slightly. Mm-hmm. But even none he... None of them were fat. No. None of them were. No. Um, I th- I th- Honestly, I think one of the best portrayals is of Dad, though. Dad's really good in the film, yeah. He That's can the... be kind of cringy at times, too, though. But, th- again, the whole scene in the woods where he's like, pull the trigger, do it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What's this for? Yeah, why? And also the fact that, like... You also try to establish like Euronymous as your your good guy of the movie, yeah, and like, they're going out and killing cats, cats and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh lord! It's just I don't know. It's a real uneven movie for me. It is uneven because like there is like okay, same scene basically when uh, Euronymous listens to the Burzum tape. Yeah, and he's like, "This is fucking amazing." Yeah, and he goes out and he talks to Varg, and he's like, "This this is fucking good. This is true black metal." Yeah. I ain't got no fucking money. <laughs> that, I was like, okay, that's funny. But it's also bookended with a fucking shitty joke where he yells at the fucking, uh, the the people that ring the bell for charity. Yeah. The churches and stuff. Which was not funny. No. You know, and God, anything doing with any kind of like relationship was just fucking, just made my skin crawl. I was like, I, I do feel like it is the director or the writer, whoever, uh, he, he may have wrote and directed both, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, it does feel like... It, a way of n- n- having Neuronymous not be possibly gay. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> yeah, but it, apparently it is true that he did have relationships with women. Yeah. But, I, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's odd. It's just it, weird. <laughs> it was a weird choice. Because it just wasn't needed. You, the, the one thing I hate in this movie, though, is like... When he's talking about Varg, he's like, Varg is doing so well, and he's fucking so many women. It's like, oh, Lord, okay. Because that's the status of power. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. The The, the relationship stuff it was also confirmed not to be real at all. No. Um, <laughs> the timeline's fucked. The timeline's fucked. Because Foss gets arrested when Varg does. That ain't how it happened at all. No. Like no, I said, the timeline's not... really fucked if you try to piece together how this shit's even a thing. Yeah, it, it falls apart. Yeah. It, this movie makes it seem as though the only people who liked black metal yeah. were the people in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> there was no fans. Exactly. <laughs> it, what, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's an odd one. Like, I do like the movie quite a bit in, its, like, in what it tries to do. And I, think, I, I do think some of the characters are cringy because they were kids. That I can see, for sure. And when you look at some of the way these guys act even today, it's still, they are kind of cringy. It's true. For sure. Uh, I get that. Especially Varg. We are remiss, though, if we don't talk about the reason this would make onto our show. The fucking brutal-ass scenes in this. The, 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 when the movie shines its best, in my opinion. Yeah. Is during the violent scenes. Um, when, again, there there's three set pieces of fucking brutal violence on this. Yeah. The dead suicide. Yeah. The Foss's murder of a gay man yes. in the woods and the death of Euronymous. Yeah. Which are fucking heinous. Brutally done. Stark without cuts. And you again, see it all. Again, and these three scenes are the most true. Yeah. 
For sure. Because Dead did do that stuff to himself. Mm-hmm. He did slit his wrists and, and his shoot throat. himself. And his throat, which I did not know that, yeah. by the way. And then he shot himself. Uh, and the suicide note said, uh, Excuse the blood, uh, cheers. Or yeah. something like that. It was something, something in that vein, right? Let the party begin, cheers. Let, yeah. Rough. Yeah, and it's brutal. When he, like when you see it in the film, it is brutal. Yeah, like especially the wrists. That yeah. really bothered me. It's brutal. Because he goes like from like the crease of his arm down. Yeah. And then the um, the death of Euronymous I found to be pretty nasty too. Yeah, the the stabbing of the guy in the woods too was really bad. Yeah. Because it's just the the way it's filmed, it's so slow. Everything is. Like yeah. the deaths take forever. Yeah, it takes minutes mm. of on screen time. And it shows you everything. The the thing that got me about the Euronymous stabbing was the uh disbelief. Yeah. And the trying to negotiate his way out of yes. it. Yes. That I found Which to be... Which probably did happen. Yeah. Where, like, he first says, okay, 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 you know... I, I, it, we can make this into an angle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. You know, it don't matter. We're good, we're good. Just yeah. don't do it again, you know. You don't don't kill me. Yeah. Try it, anything he can do to get Varg not to kill him. And it's, fuck, it's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which, again, self-defense, by the way. He stabbed him from one end of his house to the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Stepping broke, stepping broken glass and shit too. Which is all true. All yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, it, he, I think he stabbed him like eighteen or so many times no. in self defense. No, <laughs> not self defense. It's not self defense when you stab someone that many times. Yeah, fucking. Unless the person is legit a fucking human zombie who's just like <laughs> ri- rising every time. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> no, it's fucking. Yeah, it's so. Those scenes are so fucking well done. Yeah. Even the church burning stuff is mm-hmm. well, like first of all, the churches look bad. They do. They're very uh, cheap. Yes. <laughs> the first, the first church burning though, I thought with you know with Varg mm-hmm. actually is pretty well done because it is a it was a not not a small church but a smaller version of what they would go on to do. All you had to do was. All you had to do was follow the damn train. No. <laughs> All you had to do was have them walk up to it and then show the news footage of the burning churches. The yeah. real, actual footage of the churches. Yes. You didn't have to have them there. Because no. I think it led to some really cringy shit. Yeah. Them like, woo, which I'm sure is what they did. Yeah. But it's so over the top. Yeah. And fucking Varg is just Seth Rollins. Mm. Every time he laughs, he's like, <laughs> to the point where like, I could pinpoint it. Yeah. Out of everything else that was going on in the movie. Yeah. As soon as he's like, I'm like, fuck, God. Why? Oh, yeah, it's bad. That is really bad, too. But, again... The, and he made a bomb? But, see, I don't know if that's actually true or not. But I doubt it. <laughs> I don't to doubt that. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have to, you know, read about it yeah. and see if it, that was he true. He might have made a bomb, but let me tell you, it didn't have no damn counter on it. No. No. <laughs> He, he didn't have no, he didn't have no damn counter on. No, it. ain't no fucking way. <laughs> he was he was a fucking he he was a teenager. Yeah. To wrap it up for Lords of Chaos, ultimately I do think it is a good movie. Yeah. But I just think it's got some huge flaws in it. I I do agree. I think this movie could could be way better. And honestly, I think it could have done with a better script. Yeah, I think so. Too. A better script and uh, probably with some more stylists stylistically to the time and relevance of the story uh, film filmmaking. 
I don't want to be mean. Yeah. But I just don't think a music video director was the guy to do this. I know that sounds weird. It's like, oh, a music video director guy should be the guy to make a movie about But again, it is the guy from Bathory, though. Sure, but I don't think he was like, you know. Yeah. It's not like he's like a big member of Bathory, you know. Like, he's one of the drummers. Yeah. <laughs> one of the drummers of Bathory, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I get it. But I, I can understand why someone would hate this movie, and I can understand why someone would love this movie. It's a divisive film. Yeah. Because even in our, like, when we posted about it, one person was like, oh, man, that's a cult classic in the making right there. Great movie. Yeah. Next comment. Man, I really didn't like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, even there, you know, you see that it's really a divisive film. Um, I I fall in the middle on it, which I think is not what most people do. Usually they yeah. love or hate it. Um, You like it. I like it quite a bit. Yeah. But I also take it from the where it is from the point of view of Euronymous and that yeah. they are kids. That's what people don't understand. I get that for sure. Yeah, like when people go into this story, they expect you know all these adult guys just to be evil and whatnot. No, they were fucking teenagers who thought they were being cool. Yeah, and it got too far. Went too far. <laughs> they 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 fucked around and tried found to. Out. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked around, and found out. <laughs> But again, they fucked around and did they did heinous shit, mm-hmm. and some of them regret it, some of them don't. Yep. And now they have to live with it. Speaking of regret, oh boy, I regret <laughs> watching this. Um, I don't regret watching it. Oh my god, this fucking movie. So yeah, that wraps up basically our segment on black metal as a genre. Norwegian of- black metal. Yes. Yeah, the Norwegian black metal scene. This movie only uses black metal as like a. I don't even know, like a catalyst almost. Uh, a stepping stone in. Yeah. To a world. <laughs> a world of pain. Because not everybody in this movie likes black metal. No. <laughs> yeah, there's like two people like black metal. Uh, two or three. Two or three. So this is Black Metal Veins from 2012, directed by Lucifer Valentine. Uh, I'll say... Before we carry before we carry on, I felt we do have to address a bit, a bit, a bit of an elephant in the room. A bit of an elephant in the room for sure, for sure. There are some some accusations against Lucifer uh, Lucifer Valentine that if you want to go read about, I, I encourage you to read about him and yeah. make up what your opinion is on the situation for sure. Lucifer Valentine is was and will always be a controversial figure in film. I'd However. S- this is different. Yes. <laughs> this is reality, you know. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is like this is stuff that these are accusations of some pretty rough shit. That if true, he probably should go to jail. Probably, yeah. So but at the same know, time, I hate to be like if true, but we you have to y- you have to for multiple reasons. Yeah, you know, one is legal reasons. Cause legal they are reasons. just accusations. I, yes, accusations. If we came out and said it, and for some reason. He hears it, <laughs> yeah. and we don't say alleged or accused. Yeah, we can be in trouble. <laughs> yes, we, we, we can be t- brought to court. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't think would happen. But no. you want to cover your bases just to be on the safe side. <laughs> but I will, I will say, go give yourself a like, e- even if you want to before this or after, go, go read up on the accusations. Yeah, and t- take take uh, you, you know what w- what you want from it. Yeah. If you want to continue to buy his stuff, then buy his stuff. That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's on you. You can separate art from artists if yeah. you want to. That Much like we talked about earlier with the animal cruelty in film. Yeah. You can't pick and choose which ones you're going to support and which ones you ain't going to support. In a previous episode, we also talked about that with Richard Stanley. Stanley exactly. Because here's the thing. If you want to be like, fuck Lucifer Valentine forever. Yeah. That's fine. 
Yeah. Understandable. But at the same time, I will say it's like, there's also movies made by the Weinsteins you probably like. <laughs> there's also Roman Polanski, Woody Allen. Yeah, I hate, again, yeah. If you if you love something like The Burning, for example, you understand that was put up by the Weinsteins. Exactly. Which is hard to tattoo. Harvey Weinstein. I'm not sitting here saying condone buying from alleged yeah. uh, abusers. No. But at the same time, just know that they're out there more than you probably think. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, the last couple Don't of judge somebody who isn't going to just throw away their collection. Yeah. You know. That's what I'd say. Also, like I don't I don't encourage anyone to throw away their throw away their collections of stuff. I don't because th- this stuff may not exist in the yeah. future and regardless of what you think about the person, you know, th- there's people who participated in these movies that didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. This one I'm not so sure about. <laughs> You know, um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, we are a film review podcast. We yes. are not here to review people. No, absolutely not. We are not. We do not have the authority nor the capability to do that. Yeah, that's not our place. We are not here to uh, glorify nor damn Lucifer Valentine. Yeah, because that's just not our place. No. So again, as we as I say, as I said, uh, go read up on. All the stuff. Inform yourself. Make your own judgment. Yeah. If you were like, I don't want to listen to y'all talk about this because the fuck was for Valentine. Hey, we understand. You go f- turn it off, or we'll see you in the next episode. Exactly. Perfectly Which, fine. Pretty sure the next episode's gonna be pretty rough too. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, Let us talk about black metal veins. Yes. Fuck. Goddamn. <laughs> okay. I won't go to go ahead and say this right now. This is one of the most disturbing movies ever made. Guaranteed, yeah. There's no way it's not. It's up there. It's up there. It's got to be one of the most disturbing movies we've ever covered on the podcast, too. Absolutely. It's fucking... Wow. 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 <laughs> this one is so fucked up. So fucked up. So basically what we have here is um, basically just a day in the life of heroin addicts. And not uh, just heroin addicts, but fucking omni-drug users. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is, like, again... Like I, I hate to use the term trigger warning or anything like that because, you know, we do talk about fucked up shit. Yeah. You should know going in. <laughs> you should know going in. But for anyone who has had problems with drugs in the past, you might not want to listen to this one. This one's rough. Yeah, because there is use of heroin, fentanyl. Crack. Crack. Uh, other Oxies. All kinds of other Alcoholism. shit. Alcoholism. Yes. All kinds of substances are being abused. Both smoking and intervenal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, IV yeah. usage yeah. of this stuff. Brew, like, okay, so basically, yeah. It's a day in the life of these, or I guess i say a few months in yeah. the life of these druggies. You have Brad, who is a guitarist. In, in a black metal band. A black metal band, uh, who's a big black metal fan, but he is a fucking rabid heroin user who is unapologetic in his drug use, even though he knows it's going to end him and uh, how fucking terrible it is. Yeah. Then um, you have... Raven, yeah, who is dating a military person who is not on drugs at all. No, that we know of that he claims he looks clean. He looks clean. Where Raven does not. Who is big into crack and heroin, and we watch her fucking literally deteriorate. Yeah, literally deteriorate. Like there's a six months gap period. This is one of the more haunting moments in the whole movie, where she fucking literally melts in front of you. 
Yeah, uh, Valentine goes in, films for a little bit, and it says six months later, and they're so much more fucked up. Yeah. Like, like somehow so Brad is able to look pretty much the same. His teeth are fucked, though. Well, his teeth are fucked from the get to go. Well, that's though. true. But Raven looks completely different, almost unrecognizable. Yeah. So, I hate I hate to use the term, but almost skeleton. Skeleton, yeah. For sure. No, you're not wrong. Um, you have Autumn Misery, who's a prostitute. Yeah. Who he, I'm pretty sure Lucifer gave all of them like pseudonyms for the film to not use the real names. Yes. Which makes sense. You yeah. Know, you're showing them the least you could do is give them that courtesy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, uh, again, I do say that, but at the same time, he went to a, at a point when they were all sober, he talked to them about working on the movie. Yeah, for sure. Which that is on the special features of the DVD. That them we, consenting to yeah, signing the documents. Being filmed. Yeah, before they were fucking taking all the shit. <laughs> Seconds before. <laughs> Seconds. They <laughs> started smoking crack. Yeah. But. As soon as they sign the documents, it's it's on. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm not getting at that. Uh, what I'm getting at is like, you know, you're showing them fucking be ravenous drug users, very vulnerable, very vulnerable. At least, you, at least not giving out their actual names yeah. so that they can be sought out. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, on like social medias and stuff like that. You know, which would be bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least you give them that amenity. A- a- you know what I mean? <coughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, on misery, she's a prostitute. She's fucking smokes crack. <laughs> and injects heroin. Yeah. There's a guy named Chris who seems to be kind of their dealer who is fucking killed. <laughs> yeah, he's killed within the first 30 minutes of this. Yeah, he dies uh, in a drug deal. Well, you don't see it, but apparently he died in a drug deal going wrong. Which, again, what I will say, there's the one of the actual, that's the only real death in this. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people want to say that there is a real death in this because it is played to be that way, but it's not. This movie... Is the is the movie equivalent of was it Stylogs, Stylog and Gulag? Pure misanthropy. Yes. Yeah. This is the movie equivalent to that album. Yep. Which, if you don't know what that is, is basically they just recorded uh, mental patients just screaming. Yeah. For an hour and a half. <laughs> yep. That's the equivalent of this movie. This movie is dark. Hmm. It's bleak. It's sad. It's depressing. It's disturbing. It's fucking heinous it's disgusting it is one of the most stark fucking horrific looks at drug use i've ever seen yes and uh, again i don't like to get like super personal on the show but i i did have a parent who was bad into drug use and i did not realize until watching this how bad watching drug abuse bothered me it's gnarly uh, I feel like I said it a lot. It's gnarly, man. Yeah, it's, it's gnarly. brutal. <laughs> it, it is though. It is. It's like, up. Th- this shit bothered me. Oh man, yeah, for sure. Where like lots of we've watched recently, it's like, oh man, that's rough. That's yeah. rough to see. We recently just watched Traces of Death Four. Yeah, fucked up. Didn't bother me like. But this didn't bother thing. me. No, no. This hit me on a personal level mm. with you know stuff that has happened within my life. Yeah, as well as just seeing. People kill themselves in front of you. Yeah. That's the thing is like, Trace's death for, you know, quick. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. This is like years. Like, this is going to take a long time, but it's eventually going to kill you. This is the slowest form of suicide you can take. Yeah, absolutely. And I work at the dollar store as yeah. a, 
our friend at Night of the Bloody Tapes brought up. Yes. I fucking see these people on the daily. Yeah. I see people come in who every time you see them, they look just a little bit worse. Yeah. And one day they just don't show up again. Yep. And you know they're gone. They're either uh, in jail or dead. Again, like, I'll bring this up if that's okay with you. If not, you can cut it out. You can talk whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I know you've talked you've talked to me about, like, finding people at the dollar store in their cars passed out oh, from yeah. drug use. Oh, yeah. And that's fucking terrible. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. And this is... This is that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people at, like, skate parks with fucking needles in their arms. Yeah. Unconscious, you know? Yeah. Uh, Again, like, my, uh, uh, yeah, again, I've seen this shit in person. I've seen a lot of... Especially where we live. Like, this stuff, like, it's not heroin here. No. That I know of, but we found a shit ton of syringes at my store. uh, A a friend of our family... uh, has a story of working at a um, dialysis center mm. and going to throw the the trash out because you know she can, she cleans the place yeah and finding someone in the dumpster with needles yeah and using it to for drugs yeah. inside the dumpster inside the dumpster it's fucking gnarly it's a terrible lifestyle man and this yeah. documentary shows it you know what I mean you, it, and they're so fucking honest about it. That's the most fucked up part. Is yeah. that that they're like, yeah, this is killing me. It's terrible for me. But fuck, it feels so good. I can't help it. It says the greatest feeling on earth. Yeah. They know. They're so aware of how bad it is. Yeah. How fucking terrible they look because of it. And how bad it's going to fuck them up for the rest of their lives. They're aware of this. And they talk to us so openly about it. Like, yeah, I got two kids, but you know, I can't see them no more. Yeah. You know, I used to be a parent, but now I'm just a drug addict. And you're like... What fuck. the fuck? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so fucking haunting. Yeah. Um, and the way Valentine, like, you know, it's weird kind of giving Valentine credit with all the accusations that are out there. It does feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie, because it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's it like, does feel weird. But... It's like talking positive, like a Polanski film. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Talking positive, positive about, like, Manson right now, too. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> but, you know, the editing choices in this are fucking brilliant. Because it's so manic when it needs to be, but then it slows down. It's for, what it reminds me of is the song "Heroin" from uh, Velvet Underground. Yeah, perfectly. Yep. Yep. Because when the, they're talking about w- talking about the fix and wanting the fix, they're rap- they're manic. It's they're rampant. going crazy, and then they get it, and then it slows the fuck down. Yeah, and like you know, parts of it like Autumn Misery smoking crack oh, and throwing God. up in the toilet while talking about how. Of course, he had to get throw up in there. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that vomit in there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, out of misery, like, you know, puking while smoking crack, talking oh about groom, basically grooming people. Yes. Which is like, ooh, God. <laughs> Especially yeah. with some of the fucking information that, behind. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and her talk, like, her talking about, like, oh, God. This pimp and yeah. trying to get him to, like, get the girls to obey him and do yeah. shit for him. And it's like, oh, my God, this it, is fucked up. It's so fucked up. As, as she's got her hair drawn back. Fucking puking because she's smoking crack. Yeah, and her body's rejecting it. Yeah, because it, it your body is, uh, it's it, it's allergic to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what they say. Yeah. Ooh boy. Fucking uh, God Almighty, man! This documentary, like, it, you can smell it. You can smell it. You can smell it. You can feel it all over your body. Yeah. You, you need a shower when it's over. I I'm pretty sure I did. You sit in a cold shower, just in existential dread. Yeah. For hours after you watch this documentary. It's fucking <laughs> horrific. It's so brutal. But it's, it's. I think it's, and again, I, I hate to keep bringing it up because it's like, 
separate art from artists. Yeah. And we don't even know 100% because right now it's all accusations. Yeah. You know. And again, with Valentine too, it's going to be really hard to pin him because... Who knows who he is. Who is he? Yeah, exactly. You know, and... You know, I never want to bring him, ooh, cancel culture, because if someone deserves to be fucking ousted, then, then fuck them. Yeah, get them out. Exactly. So I don't, I'm not a believer of that either, So, it's, but it's weird to talk about, but yep, I feel like credit is due where credit is due at the same time. Yeah. I think this is kind of an important thing. Like, this should be shown in schools, <laughs> you know, yeah. to like, hey, you want to see what drug use looks like? This is what drug use looks like. It, 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 when it comes to drugs, though, like... I don't care if someone smokes pot. Oh, I don't yeah. care if I don't someone. Count, I don't count pot as a drug. I don't either. I count pot as like as much of a drug as like alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it probably not even as bad for you. As no, alcohol. So it's n- like, not nearly as bad. You know, not bad. Not no, nowhere near. Not even as bad for you as cigarettes. No, again, as someone who used to fucking smoke cigarettes. Yeah, so it's like I don't even count pot. Like if you want to smoke pot, smoke pot. If you want to do some shrooms, do some shrooms. It's fucking nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've been doing that shit for centuries. Yeah, this shit. Hard drugs, chemicals. Yeah, this is chemicals going to your body. Yeah, this is not this is man-made shit entering your system. Yeah, and another another documentary I'll throw out there too for people to watch is uh, the Vice did a documentary. Like I hate to bring this up too since I shit on him a little bit. I like Vice. I think Vice does a good job. I watched. uh, I I'll I'll leave that part out, but uh, it was about like the show I watched about the Jerry Springer show. But oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That, that was really good. Yeah. But um, they have a documentary about fentanyl. Oh, fuck. Fentanyl's bad. Uh, and, like, the abuse of fentanyl in the UK right now and how bad it is in, like, certain music scenes. Legal it's very heroin. reminiscent. Legal heroin. Yep. Uh, That's what they call it in this documentary. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, the story. There's another one, Story of a Junkie. Story of a Junkie. But none of them... Like, Story of a Junkie definitely is... Close to black metal veins, yeah. But like, there's also times in Story of a Junkie that it feels staged. Okay. Um, but there is stage stuff in this. There is for one, sure. One thing. One thing in particular. Which, God, I wish he didn't do that. Because uh, it's also just it, it's it's like I, it's hard to say on this podcast because we do talk about shit that is in bad taste. That's really in bad taste. Yeah. And it was only done to be stylistic because he's like showing her home videos while yeah. it was going on. I get it. But it just wasn't necessary. No, you didn't have to stage her death. Yeah, it was too much. I mean, fuck, this movie's already so it's already fucked already. You it's don't already need completely it. fucked. Uh, what? Well, which I will bring that. Which that brings me to a legitimately real scene in this that uh, will haunt me forever. <laughs> is uh, always autumn. Autumn misery. Autumn misery discovers she's two months pregnant. Oh, that's what she says. That's what she says. We don't know. I mean. Which again, it could be bullshit. Who knows? I mean, she's a crack addict. <laughs> but she says she 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 says that she's too she, much pregnant. Yeah, and that she can't afford an abortion. Cut to a scene of Brad injecting her stomach full of heroin. Yeah, which I what don't, the fuck? Yeah, I don't think would cause an abortion. I mean, maybe it would, but <sighs> even if it doesn't cause an abortion, when that kid is born, it's fucked forever. It's gonna be addicted. Yeah, you know. Well, not fuck forever, I should say no, that. No, you, you can survive it. Oh, yeah. But they'll be addicted. They'll actually have to fucking wean it off heroin. Oh, God. And there's things where, like, Brad is, like, injecting whiskey. Yes. Into his fucking neck. Which, how do you do that and live? <sighs> I don't know, man. Is, is, that, then, is like, that real? There's so many things you could get into. It's like, I don't know, like, how to get into it. Like, Raven's boyfriend, like, and how he's, he's such a fucking enabler. 
oh my god like he's like i wish she wasn't doing it and then you later on the movie he's injecting her with, with god it. you hope that wasn't something like suggested by i hate to think that way but like valentine is such a fucking mysterious guy yeah that my head sometimes goes to like i wonder if he like encourages this behavior to do this you know what i mean i i, I understand that especially with the accusations yeah. that are out there and like all the accusations are about manipulative behavior yeah but at the same time, it is like... These people were clearly drug addicts way before he showed up. Yes. You know, he just discovered these people. Brad is fucked. They're all fucked. They're, they're all fucked, but Brad, like, he's been taking this shit for so long, his teeth are rotting out of his head. Yeah. And there is, like, a concern, like, anytime you do a documentary like this, like, I kind of had the same feeling when I watched, um, not to compare Sam Hell to Valentine at all. Yeah. Sam Hell is a fucking fantastic filmmaker and yeah. seems like an amazing person. Yeah. And nor would I think he would ever encourage somebody to do something out of their comfort zone. Absolutely uh, not. Which he talks about that. Uh, he talks about that with John Doe. On yeah, and how important it is for him. Yeah. But like when I was watching um, I Cut Your Flesh, I was like, I wonder if like she's like on her own yeah. ramping up because of the excitement of being filmed. Like yeah. is she pushing herself? Not because Sam Hill would want her to do that. But because she is going to be filmed. Yeah, because it's exciting. Yeah. And I wonder about that the same thing when I'm watching Black Metal Veins. Yeah. Like, are these people fucking going even crazier because they know they're being filmed? God, I hope not. You know what I mean? Like, And like I said, like I don't ho- I hope that didn't come up negatively. Dude. I think I Cut Your Flesh is great. I think it's a great documentary. Well, you're not talking about Sam Hell as directing the movie. You're talking about, like, Socks', Socks behavior. Yeah. Like, and it, not, not the shit on her either. No, no, no. Oh, no. Lord. Oh, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. So, essentially, what you're trying to get at is, like... Because the excitement of being on film. Yeah. And ramping up the behavior you're being filmed for. And I think it's natural in a way. Like yes. someone pulls the camera at you, if you got like that kind of like performance mentality, you're gonna kinda turn it up a little bit. You know well, what I mean? Hell like again, peek behind the curtain a little bit. When we start up this podcast, we're definitely way more energetic than we are probably normally. Probably for sure. Because we're trying to entertain. Yeah, we're, we're trying to entertain you while also being genuine. Exactly. You know, and, and that's what I was getting at with, like, I Cut Your Flesh. Like, I, when I was watching it, I was like, you know, because it seems like she's doing a lot. Yeah. But I also don't know the time period that movie was filmed. Apparently, it was, a couple, it was like a year. Or okay, whatever. well, that makes sense then. And it probably wasn't that at all. Well, apparently, like, he was about to wrap up, and the talks was like, oh, I'm going out to do this. You want to film? He yeah. Like, all right, let's Which go I, film. I heard, heard that. That's how yeah. it was done. But, like, is he? she would contact him. Yes. You know, so... I'd heard that. I knew yeah. that. And I, like I said, that's not. I'm not like accusing anything of anything. No, 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 no. I love Sam it. Hell, in, but you know, you know, but by all means that I know of, seems of like course. a great guy. He seems like a great guy. And who, I cut your flesh is great. It's yeah, a great documentary. And he's also the guy. He's also very much a guy who knows that people have limits, and he won't go past those exactly. limits. Exactly. But that, that's what I was getting at when watching this. Is like, are they doing things like that because they know they're being filmed? Like, are they performing for the camera, even though? You shouldn't. <laughs> no, you're fucking yourself up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say about Black Metal Veins. It's so fucked up. Like, when it comes to, like, ranking a movie on, like, the disturbing scale, if you will, this is up towards the top. Oh, yeah. Because this shit is real. It's real, man. Like, this is legit, legitimately drug use captured on camera. And it's people killing themselves in live, to- live action. Yeah. It's fucking horrific and it's sad it's yes. so sad because we didn't even bring up brad's mom but god oh my god i teared up man that's a fucking such a tragic moment in the film like when you're listening to her talk like how sad it is yeah and it's so it's the the way that it's edited too in that in that situation 
it's just her talking. It's not like cut, 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 cut. Yep. Which is very is very well done. I again, I yeah. It, it, it feels weird to it say. It does feel weird, but you but, know, it's truth. You know, we're are we gonna cover more Valentine films in the future at this moment? Don't know. Don't know. Possibly. You know what I mean? If uh, the, the way I see it is, if the stuff against him is either disproven or you know proven. And if and if you guys really, 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 really want us to do it, then we might do it. I just don't believe in, like, ignoring... Cinema? Somebody. Yeah. You can damn them for what they did. That's perfectly fine. Exactly. But to ignore, like, they never existed almost seems disingenuous. It does. Because that's just hiding the truth. You know what I mean? You, and you can't do that. Exactly. And he, I think you just breed bigger monsters when you do that. Exactly. You, you can't ignore... What's been done? Exactly. If not, you, again, like I hate to use the the trope that a lot of people would try to use to defend shitty behavior, but it's like, you know, when it comes to like his history, mm-hmm. right? History within, you know, even like stuff like wrestling, stuff like film, yeah, all you know, music. You can't ignore the past for it will happen later. Exactly. It's like, let's take Joey Ryan. You know, we joke yeah. about him being the Voldemort of... <laughs> I think to ignore the fact that he exists is, is doing a disservice to the people he hurt. Yeah. You know? Because he hurt a lot of people. He fucked people up for life. Exactly. You know? And we can't just ignore the fact that he did that. Yeah. Benoit's the same way. Yeah. Just to ignore... To ignore him is to ignore his victims. And yeah. that just... You can't do that. Speaking of uh, documentaries, go watch the Dark Side on him. Oh God, yeah, it's great. But it's I'll also... throw this out there. I think we should do an episode on Dark Side of the Ring one day. Yeah, we could. Yeah. The the most fucked up episodes. Yeah, yeah, we could absolutely do that. I think we could bring a friend on too. Mm-hmm. That friend, that friend, <laughs> <laughs> to alleviate the situation a little bit. Yeah, because hopefully we tackle that well. I mean, we're just not the correct people to talk about it because. We're just two idiots from <laughs> Eastern Kentucky. We're just like ba-doo, ba-doo, ba-doo. Not, not Kentucky, by the way, Tennessee. Kentucky, what the fuck? <laughs> you said I'm pretty sure you said Kentucky. I'm pretty sure I did too. I think I think it's Dead Pit. Deadpit.com. They're from Eastern Kentucky. They're we're from Eastern Tennessee. Yeah, we're we're from we're from a Bible Belt state. Yeah, we're two fucking idiots. Yeah, who <laughs> we're not fucking talking serious or talking about throwing farts in people's faces <laughs> and fucking making Snapchats about broccoli that don't want to <laughs> tell people jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a little curtain. <laughs> Look behind the curtain there. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're not we're not the fucking most like oh educated people to be talking about some really fucking <laughs> serious shit. Yeah, when it comes to this shit, like again, like when it comes to like accusations and stuff like that, like again, we're not the people to talk to about that. Mm-mm. Which we again, no one has talked to us about that. No, no, sure would you? No, don't do your own research. Learn yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself. Yeah, make ed- your own decision. Educate yourself on a situation and make your own opinions. Yep. And that that's that's the way we should be looking at the, the story of Lucifer Valentine here. Yeah. It's one of those things that's like, he's accusing some terrible things. Yeah. We don't know 100% because right now it's it's accusations. Yeah. We don't know if we'll ever know. Because we don't know who he is. Yeah. Where Roman Polanski, we know no, who he, he is. is. With the guy, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who did fucking Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Victor Salva. We know who he is. Yeah. We don't know who Lucifer Valentine is. Yeah. Until someone reveals his identity. Which, who knows that'll ever happen? Who knows that that ever will happen? Because yeah. It's such knows? a niche thing already, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you have to be in the underground to know who Valentine is. Yeah. You know? You might have heard of Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. Yeah. But you probably don't know who Lucifer Valentine is. Yeah, you don't know he's done other work. Yeah. 
Which, you know, like, he's he's already like a divisive thing in the underground as it is. And he also already blurred the lines of reality and fiction. Yeah. Because, you know, we covered Vomit Gore Trilogy. Yeah. Which is a very successful episode for us. But it's also Thank you an, all for listening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like a series of films that a lot of people fucking hate and wish they just didn't exist in the underground at all anyways. Or got yeah. any recognition at all already. Without any accusations. Because they don't see it as anything more than just trash. Which yeah. is, you know, that's how you see it. Fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't see it that way, no, but I hey, that's fine, you know. Which, uh, it, it's complicated. It, it's, it really it's is. It's really complicated, you know. And that's what sucked about doing this. Because I would love to just talk about the documentary. But it's hard. Black Metal Veins, because it's fucking good. Yeah. It's it's a must watch. It is. If you're into extreme cinema. Or if you're not into extreme cinema. If you want to see something that's going to make sure you don't ever fucking touch hard drugs in your life, this is the movie. Yes. Sit your kid down and be like, watch this, boy, girl, whoever you are. You, you know, what, whatever. You never want to touch a needle ever. <laughs> you won't want a shot. Yeah, right? <laughs> I didn't. I <laughs> didn't. I no. do shots three times a week, and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Again, as I said, I didn't realize how bad IV drug use bothered me until I watched Ooh, this, dude. It's so fucking gnarly, dude. The drawing of the blood in. I've heard that described as, like, fucking yourself with the drugs. Because you're, like, sticking it in, pulling it out. Oh, pulling, God pushing it in, mind. pulling it out, pushing it in, pulling it out. Where'd that you hear that at? Story of a junkie. Oh, my God. They refer to it as fucking yourself with the drug. Because you push it in, get a little high, pull it right back out. Ooh, push it in a little bit more. Yeah, it's fucked up. Fuck off, man. It's fucked up, man. They Uh do it a lot in in Black Metal Veins. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that was entertaining. Yeah, hopefully Hopefully you you can make your own decision on whether or not you want to watch Black Metal Veins for however many reasons you have. You know? And hopefully we did the... You know, the whole situation around this, and around Valentine, at least a bit of justice. At least we never have to talk about something that fucked up ever again. <laughs> hey, John, I got some bad news for you. Oh, no. What? Yeah, I got some bad, bad news. What's happening? Next week, uh-huh. we're going even worse. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, next week will be... Uh, Kiyotaka Surasaki. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, we will be doing Orozco the Embalmer. Yep. Junk Films and The Wasteland. The Wasteland. Should we throw in Paranoid Garden as just like a little like a bonus review? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's four, but I don't think I don't think it's very long. It's also a it's also an AV film. It's a it? porno. Yeah. <laughs> before he started doing a lot of the yeah. death photography stuff. Yeah. And also, if I had the movie, if I had the movies, they haven't come in yet. There's also a King of the Witches. No, I'm kidding. King of the Witches. Uh, <laughs> hey, they're honest. Yeah. On their website, like this may not get to you anytime soon, so don't, don't yeah. expect it. <laughs> I have been like, get any mail today? No, damn it. Okay, <laughs> moving on. And uh, I also know that we have a Christmas episode planned, which is probably going to be just as bad. Yeah, that we're going to have to get with a friend. Got a friend. Got a friend. Uh, um, to discuss when we're going to watch and record. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the movies I uh, we can do a second part on Kiyotaka is yeah. is a rare dead person trilogy. Another series of films that a lot of people are like, why would you cover that? <laughs> you know, like, well, because we are a disturbing movie podcast, and these are movies that are fucked up. Yep. Not to mention like junk films, wasteland, Roscoe, whatever. Yeah, you know, like not whatever, as in like, yeah. fuck them, but like you know, uh, they're there. Yeah, but a Roscoe and Balmer is a big one. Yes, that is a as less podcasts would call. <sighs> 
heavy hitter. In fact, I think you need to make a teaser poster probably so that we can announce it. Yep. Uh, probably next week. I mean, I mean, we're announcing it now, but you know what I mean. Like, yes, on the Instagram page, putting it out there that we're doing it. Yeah, and also, uh, uh, can, can I give a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, just a little bit? Sure. Also, probably probably around the holidays, potentially. Uh, if not sooner than that, I'd have to look. But uh, seems like we may be looking at some fascism. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if you know, you know, you know. <laughs> they eat the poo poo. They eat the poo poo. <laughs> Fascism is where they eat the poo poo. They eat based. The <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I fucking die. Dude, I oh. the greatest review I've ever seen for anything ever. It was great. But, but uh, yeah, we appreciate you all for listening. We're but, terrible at our jobs. Yeah, it's about to get heavy the next couple of weeks. <laughs> next week, real fun. Yep, real. Next episode, fun. not next week. Yeah, next episode. Yeah, two weeks, which is gonna be on Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about editing this tonight, but I don't think I'm going to wait and edit it in the morning. <laughs> Put it down. I don't blame you. It's time time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't it's probably been a long episode. It's been a very long episode, but it felt justifiably. Plus, we have the greatest listeners in the world, and yeah, they fucking ask us so awesome, much. cool questions. Like, le- legitimately, like, the first time we were go- going through this and doing the-, the show and whatnot, it felt like we had nobody listening. Yeah, yeah we literally felt like we were talking to ourselves. Which, it, w- it was also sort of fun in a way. Yeah. Just to be like, almost like, we're fictionalizing a show for an audience, <laughs> but now that we actually do have an audience, and that's crazy to me that people want to listen to us. Yeah, thank you all so much. It's it's a fucking honor for people to yeah. listen to us every week and be like, "You guys are awesome." And if you're listening at this moment, right here, right now, right now, at this point in time, <laughs> starting now, <laughs> all right, at uh, this very moment, all right, Curtis Axel, <laughs> uh, let us know what you think about some merch. Yeah. That's something we've been throwing around the possibility of. Possibility of, yes. Hit us in the DMs. Slide in our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let us know if you would buy a shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, Also, if you guys would like more like little posters about like where you can watch some of these fucked up movies, uh, l- let us know, either by a comment or you know a DM, whatever. It's funny because like, we pushed the, the release date of the episode back to help us yeah. alleviate... Some stuff, right? Yes. And in my head, I'm like, oh, there's also we thought about doing a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's like yeah. add more shit to do. The thing is, like behind the scenes, like I'll, I won't go in it, in, into it too much. I've put so much shit on myself to try to do. Yeah, and me I'm too. Just I'm stressing, man. <laughs> but the good thing is, is like you know, there's no like end date. No, there's no know. deadline. There's no deadline. The only thing we have a deadline for is the podcast. And. One and fuck, we can stop that right now. I could drop this mic and walk off and be like, "That's the last podcast Please we're ever don't. doing." I'm not going to. <laughs> so I have a good time doing this. I could, oh, you could. Always remember that motherfucker. I'll, beat I'll the hold shit this out of over you. you like a son of a bitch because you don't know how to edit. <laughs> I can edit a video, but I can't edit audio. <laughs> <laughs> but we should learn how to do that. Yeah, it's actually really easy. I can teach you in like five seconds. <laughs> But with me, you have to sit down and just show me how to do it. Yes. Or I could do it through a YouTube video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I learned how to do video edit. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we appreciate you all. And we're going to wrap this up because we're just rambling. Yeah, we're just talking. And I want to lay down on my bed, not in this uncomfortable fucking chair. I'm sorry. We've got to get a better chair. <laughs> I know we do, but I'm broke. <laughs> I'm John. <laughs> And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on on cinema. 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 Cinema.
City. Bah! Yeah, we probably should have done it that way. Yeah, huh? yeah. God, we fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs>